I mean, you're wrong. First and foremost, you're wrong if you didn't think Afterlife was a fantastic film. All right, well, let's, let's get this show on the road. Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 245. Uh, we are 18 minutes past the hour. Uh, there is no sign of Mr. Willis at all. He is not responding to text. Uh, we're already starting three hours late on his request anyway. So I'm assuming, Ryan, he's probably doing his charity work. So we'll, we'll cut him a little bit of slack. And um, we got plenty of stuff to talk about anyway that, that's not necessarily wrestling related, uh, that doesn't involve him. So... Um, I propose we make a we make a start. Um, I was going to ask you how your week is, but you don't really do that stuff. So I know you sometimes want to. Do anything you want to talk about from twenty five years ago, twenty six years ago? Uh, well, first and foremost, um, Mr. Lewis, not Mr. Oh, did Willis. I say Willis again. You did that's because did. we were talking about. I was talking about Willis off air, trying to think of a wrestling connection thing. So that's that's my own fault for doing that. It's true. Um, yeah, I haven't made as much progress uh, the last uh, week uh, and a half has been not great, um, but I did make some progress on uh, on my journey. Um, there was uh, a random episode of Raw. This was a pre-taped episode, might I add, uh, that had a Motley Crue concert. Okay. And Vince Neil was wearing a shirt that just said, fucker, and they just put a piece of tape over the U. <laughs> nice. Quality. Um, and on that same episode, we had the the uh, official in-ring debut of The Brood. Um, and they showed, a, they showed clips from Sunday Night Heat where the Hardy Boys debuted. Oh, really? uh, Wearing their tie-dye, like, super 90s baby face tights. Uh-huh. So they're not quite... Well, I mean... Obviously, we know the story. They end up joining the brood. They get all dark, and then that dark turns into rave pants. And then, you know, eventually we get that awesome ladder match, and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Oh, man, I feel like there was something from back in the Dizay, and I can't remember what it was. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm overtired. I am, I'm exhausted. I thought uh, you were doing such a good job on like your first four episodes, like you were taking notes and stuff. Are you going back to winging it again? No, I'm just so tired right now. Like I am, I I do have notes for today. I I do have notes. I um, think this this is basically just becoming an old man's podcast. Like it feels like every podcast I go, if I'm doing this or if I'm on someone else's podcast, and they're asking like, "So how are you?" and I was like, "I'm so tired." Yeah, that's just becoming well, the common. Well, Theme. it's ridiculous well so like obviously i wasn't here last week um yeah. we you know we had a we had a family emergency uh one of our small fur animals uh l- literally died and came back to life the, the, this has been a uh, the week from hell um that literally at one point sunday morning uh when we were taking her to the vet again at two in the morning uh, she she stopped breathing entirely. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. and you know what? Happy ending though. She's upstairs, being a little pain in the ass. So, whatever. <laughs> like, but but for the most part, like between that and between just like, you know, 
watching, you know, watching over and making sure everything's okay. And, you know, just stuff like that. And I'm, I'm just tired. <laughs> like I am just so friggin' tired. Um, but I, I, we canceled all plans for the weekend. We nothing. I'm not doing anything. I am going to sit around. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to play games. I am going to be creative. I'm going to do anything and I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep so much. Sounds like so. a woman. Yeah, we were talking off air. I said I went back to school this week for the first time in like two months, and it was meetings and stuff, and getting stuff ready, and um, it's tough. I, I it takes me a while to get out of my school routine, but yeah, the last kind of three weeks and stuff, I've been going to bed much later, been waking up much later, and I'm like, oh my god, what a terrible time! Just as I'm starting to need to get back into my old routine, and yeah, I, I just slept right through last night, which is good. I'd rather have that than uh, waking up at silly a.m. But yeah, unfortunately, I still have things to do over the weekend. I can't just totally relax because um, our computer system sucks. That's cool. So it was lagging badly. Uh, programs weren't working. Everything was being glitchy. So yeah, I don't have any seating charts ready. Uh, I don't have my lessons ready online or anything like that. So yeah, I got I got stuff to do. You know, I, I think it's unfair to teachers that you have to create a seating chart before you've met these students. Because it's, your seating chart should document. include pains in the ass that shouldn't be near each other. It's a working document. You you quickly I, figure out how that works. I remember. I, I don't have. Well, see, you're, you're thinking probably a little bit more old school where it's like written in pen or something. I have mine electronically. So the seats are kind of fixed into place, but the names are draggable so you can move them. So once those student A and student B are being a pain in the ass, as you said, then I can just drag them on my board and go, here's my new seating chart. Go sit down. I, so I, I remember in high quick. school. I, I I can't remember if it was junior year or senior year, which for you English folk is like, you know, 10th regeneration, 11th regeneration, 12th regeneration, like somewhere around there. Um, we so my my best friend growing up, still my best friend, I love this guy, you know, uh, like absolutely love him. Um, we were never in the same classes together. Just just we weren't, you know, we had. He started into like i was already in the system and he joined at like in like first grade or something like that so it just we we ended up completely separated our entire school career mm. and then you know we're both smart enough and we ended up in um ap english and we of course sat down next to each other because we, you know, we we're going to sit next to each other. And the teacher walks in and he knew both of us. And he sits down behind the desk. He he looks up and he looks between me and my friend and just goes, There's no way you two are in a class together. <laughs> and we're just like, Well, we are. And he just goes, This is going to be a long year. Wow. I, it's. It, I mean, I, oh, hold on. I wasn't the troublemaker, to be fair. He was. I, I was the troublemaker outside of school, but in school, like, he he had zero respect for authority. So, I was going to say, so you guys had no classes together, but that teacher immediately knew that there was a history and that you two Oh, yeah. Because, wow. okay, you know, I mean, we're always together in the halls or at lunch uh, or gotcha. whatever. You know, we're, I mean, we're always hanging out one way or the other. 
and we're five minutes between classes, you already gained garnered a reputation of being troublemakers. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure we had. Well, he Very had more impressive. of a reputation than I did. <laughs> I remember one one time, and this is honestly not his fault. He was sitting in the back uh, of his math class, and he leaned against the wall, and something pushed the wall, and a shelf that was up above him it broke and it fell, uh-huh. and he just screamed, "Holy shit!" He got suspended. <laughs> not because he did anything. No, a very unrelated <laughs> note, and you might not know this story because it's an English story. Um, but the fastest sending off in a, a soccer match was about three seconds, and the reason it happened so quick was at the start of the match, the referee obviously blows the whistle, and one of the players wasn't really concentrating, and it, the whistle was right next to his ear, and he went blew the whistle. And he's like, fuck me, that was loud. And he got sent off immediately for a foul language. And I kind of feel that was a little harsh on him as well. If you just <laughs> blown a full whistle right in somebody's ear and you weren't expecting it, um, that would kind of be your reaction as well. So uh, yeah. similar harshness to something that wasn't really I, I, I don't I don't I don't deal with loud noises. No. They 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 make me they make me timid. That's um and, that's a, that's my kind of retirement plan. The uh, the fire alarm system that we have at our school, the the decibels every time it goes off, um, I jump. Like in class, it's hilarious. The kids think it's hilarious. Uh, it just goes so loud and it's so unexpected. That it's like whoa. And uh, I'm sure that's over the like. I know you obviously want people to hear a fire alarm. You don't want people like, hold on, is that the fire alarm? Like people need to know and get out of the building quickly. My hearing is not great anyway, and to me it sounds ridiculously loud and it's painful. It's painful. I have to like cover my ears just to do it. So I think that might be my uh, frivolous lawsuit as I'm getting close to retirement. Uh, it probably gets away with it because it's a safety precaution. I'm still sure there's got to be some limits on that, right? I don't know. I, I bet an air like decibels like a... on a like. There's no reason to have it that loud. Well, let's put it this way: if yeah. they damage my hearing, I could still sue them on that as well, right? I don't what? Know. <laughs> exactly. What? Exactly. It's gotta be worth a try. Now, the moments I think it's probably passed a little bit, but uh, my interview with uh, High Five Tom on uh, his podcast on the Cutting It Up podcast, um, I we got the message on Twitter. It was like, uh, I've only listened to seven, I think this is almost a quote. I've only listened to seven minutes and I'm absolutely furious and I'm going to be talking to Graham about it on the next episode of Good Cop, Bad Cop. And uh, I had no idea what you were talking about. I was trying to think like, what did I say? What could I have said that could have offended you so badly? And I had no idea. I genuinely couldn't remember. And then when I listened back to it, I was like, oh, come on. That's, that's kind of trivial. Um, oh no no no! Your 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 awful taste in movies is trivial. <laughs> you know, if if you don't like Afterlife, go back and watch that train wreck that was Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. Um. So, well, that was going to be the that was going to be the follow up because I assumed you were going to be mean to me. Um. And I was actually going to say I preferred the one with the uh, the female Ghostbusters than I did to that one. Yeah, so, and and and, and I, uh, look. Okay. So first of all, I think we've talked about this before Ghostbusters. Like 1984, like the original. The original that's my great. Though, that's right? my favorite movie of all time. Okay. Like that, I didn't, I didn't know that. Nothing but I, touches I, you that. Did, you did hear me say that the original was fantastic. Oh no, and that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Afterlife and was a uh, perfect follow-up to came that. Out, I was nine years old, and um, Marshmallow Man. Oh my god, that's so cool! Like the the technology in that film, it was like whoa it just looked absolutely perfect and what's not to like about that film i'm, I'm gonna be honest i don't think i've watched that film in the last ooh, possibly 35 years i, wa- I watched ghostbusters 
and multiple times again, a year, just in case it kind of loses that edge. Like no. uh, I, I remember it through roast into glasses, probably as a little boy. I am worried. Is it going to have that same appeal still? I don't know. I mean, I still, like I said, I watch it multiple times a year and I still oh, okay. love it. And, and it's one of those movies too, to me where I've seen it hundreds of times when I was a kid, uh-huh. I watched that movie so many times the VHS tape broke oh, and my mom had to buy me a new one. Um, so, um, but yeah, so, and, and, and just as, like I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I love the second one. I think afterlife was the perfect third movie in that because it was, it's a movie about family. And I really enjoyed that because you can't make an 80 style comedy in 2021 you just can't it's not possible so they pivoted to be a story about a family and i really love that i won't i won't lie the end of that movie i cried my eyes out like i thought it was gorgeous i thought it was beautiful because it wasn't just them paying tribute to a character they were paying tribute to an actor they were paying tribute to a writer they were paying tribute to someone who created these characters and i thought that was beautiful i thought that was just gorgeous now Hold on. When it comes to the 2016 movie, I hate that movie. I really dislike that movie. Most, it's a lot of people hated that movie. And it's but but here's the thing: a lot of people hate it because they're sexist assholes. Well, of course. Well, that that's definitely true. I disliked it because it wasn't a Ghostbusters movie. It was slapstick comedy, as opposed to that. And and I think you can. This is probably why you liked the original. The original Ghostbusters was a dry humor. It was almost British. It was very dry. And, you know, it was, it was, the humor was more akin to something like Monty Python without, without the zany. It was, it was just, I'm going to say something, but I'm going to say it as straight laced as I can. But the thing I'm saying is insane. Um, You know, uh what is it J- you know janine janine's like you look like you read a lot and he, and egon just looks at her and goes print is dead and she stares at him and goes yeah i read a lot myself like it's just that's funny to me because it's such this dry scientist versus bubbly receptionist humor and i was just like that's funny to me the 2016 tried to be a slapstick comedy and that didn't work for me um it's it, it had its moments of being slightly entertaining, but it, it just didn't, you know, and, and I've watched it again more recently and I'm just like, yeah, it's, I still don't really like this. It's just not, it's not my kind of movie. Um, you know, I thought the women like a short haired one, I want to say Kate McKinnon, I think is the actress's name. I thought she did a fantastic job. Like, um, but but again, I blame the script because um, mm, Leslie Jones, I want to say, uh, she was the black woman in the movie. Okay, she was on SNL and she was hysterical, but she was not funny in this movie. So I don't think that was her, her fault. I don't think it was Kristen Wiig's fault, uh, Kate McKinnon or Melissa McCarthy. I don't think it was any of their fault. They were handed a bad script. There's no, only no. so much you can do. The reason I don't think I minded the 2016 one as much was, like, I don't go and watch films at the cinema. So I'm watching it much later. I'm watching it six months, 12 months later, if at all. And I'd already heard the people talking about it, and the diehard Ghostbusters fans in general were not happy with it. Um, there was, like you said, a lot of 
sexist assholes, basically, as well. I was like, oh, this has got women in, so I don't like it. Now, I understood all that. So I had very low expectations going in. And I think when you've got low expectations going in, the only way you can kind of go is up. So I don't yeah. think that it was a great movie. But from what I can remember of what I watched, it was like, yeah, it's fine. It was enjoyable. It wasn't as bad as what I'd been led to believe. But I think the opposite's true for the 2021. I'd heard really good stuff about it. Now, that might just have been the reaction to the 2016 film as well. Like, this is so much better than the 2016. This was well, more what I was looking for for that film. And then when I came in to watch it, visually, no problem. Now, we didn't talk about it on High Time with High Five Tom because it was just a real small segment and it was just kind of a passing comment. But the, visually, the film was fantastic. I, I loved that side of it. But the story, it wasn't getting me at the start. The first hour, I, and I said, I don't even know if I watched the end. So all that stuff that you talked about that made you cry at the end, I'm not even sure I got that far. I, so, I, I, I'm not buying into this. And it was and, and, and one I of those think... where I can return a film and go, yeah, I'm, 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 not, I'm not committed to this. I think I probably rented it from the library as well. So there's like no cost involved. So I'm like, yeah, I, I'm done. I'm done. Brian? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yep. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I uh, thought when, we defended you again into silence. No. When, when did I drop out? Um. So I was um, saying that um, 2016, uh, 2021, everyone hyped it up. Um, oh, right, right. Um, so based on what you said before, you said, apologies, everyone, for the technical difficulties. Um, you said you haven't watched the original in probably 30 years. Yeah. I, as a fan who watches the original and its sequel multiple times a year, this movie meant more to me, even though it was completely different. But like every little thing, you know, even before like actually seeing the movie and understanding the connections and understanding who's who, like who, what characters, what and what kind of relationship they have to the original um, you know, there was a there was a much, you know, bigger appreciation of that. I think if you were to watch the original and yeah. then watch the sequel and then sit on it for six months and then watch Afterlife, you'd have a different appreciation of it. Oh, um, sure. And that's fine. I like I don't have a problem with that. I was watching it as a, a standalone film. And for me, as a standalone film, oh, yeah, no, I, I it, didn't enjoy it. As a standalone film, that would not have worked, you know, because, again, it's a movie about family. And if you're watching a a film as a standalone film and the family that they're related to isn't something that's really in your head or you don't have a connection to because it's a sequel, you're not going to care. Like, you're just like, oh, whatever, these people doing things. Anyways, moving on from that. um, I have good news. Uh, Matt is on the way. Uh, he hasn't been able to get a signal for a long time. Well, he can, he can join in. We're going to keep going, and he can join in when he gets here, and he doesn't get shit. Oh, no we're keeping going, because um, my main bad cop moment last week um, was not really a bad cop moment at all. It was a good cop moment, but I couldn't fit it in. So I was going to twist it like I always do, just to fill one of those uh, holes. So this week, it's a good cop moment. And when I talked with Matt off air, because I was like, do you know anything about this? And he's like, I've never watched this before. So I was like, well, this isn't going to work anyway. And I was excited to talk about it, but I had a feeling that you would know about this. And I, I asked you off air as well, while we went for Matt, just so you weren't, I won't say blindsided by this, because you can always talk off the top of your head anyway. But if I want to talk about wrestling, and if I want to talk 
talk about films, then you're our go-to guy. So the reason I was going to be a bad cop moment last time was I'd never seen this movie before, and I think it's something that I should do. Now, to give a little bit of backstory to this as well, um, I'd promised Jackson that we could watch the new Super Mario movie. And um, great movie, we'll by the way. Watch it in the evening. Watch it in the evening. No problem. And um, he was. I was on my. I was on my laptop, and I was on YouTube. I was just watching something, and a recommendation came up. So um, saw this film. And I was like, oh my god, I I've never seen this yet. I have to watch this. So YouTube is free, but you just watch the ads. I don't watch the ads because I got ad block on. So I got a free movie. I'm ready to watch it. And he comes down. He's like, Dad, can we watch Super Mario? I was like, Oh god, damn it! Like I don't want to. I'm not watching two movies back to back. Like I don't have the patience for that. And um, so I was like, yeah, sure, come on, because I'd already promised him. I switched it on. I cannot tell you a single scene in that Super Mario film. I had no interest in that film at all. I had my headphones on, and I was watching this film. Now, I took some notes, because um, I'm going to let you talk a little bit more, because I'm guessing you've seen this film probably multiple times. I had not. Um, the other reason it was going to be a bad cop moment last week is, according to IMDb, this film is only a 5.4. Now, you said I had terrible taste in the films, Ryan. Um, I actually gave this a 9 on IMDb. Uh, I'm going to give some kudos to Australia. 13% uh, gave it 10 out of 10, and only 3% gave it 1 out of 10. Uh, in the US, 11% gave it 10 out of 10 and 5% gave it 1 out of 10, and in the UK, 11% uh, gave it 10 out of 10, but 8% gave it 1 out of 10. So um, Australia definitely thought it was better, and um, yeah, the bad cop moment. The UK, almost as many people thought it was a 1 out of 10 film as it was a 10 out of 10 film, which made no sense to me at all. Now, the other reason I was going to make... Oh, I'll tell you what the film is now. Um, the film is Ready to Rumble. Now, I knew about the story just because... That was kind of when I arrived in the US. I was watching WCW. I was watching David Arquette. Knew he won the title. Knew all the connections to the film. Saw the promotions. Saw all that. But for some reason, I never got around to uh, never got around to watching the film. Now the film, it's dumb. It's do totally for entertainment purposes. If you're looking for Oscar-winning material, no, that's not what it is at all. Yeah, well, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I mean, for, for for your consideration, at least. <laughs> But friend, see, I'm putting it up there with um, one of my favorite films is Rocky Four, and for the same thing, like it's not winning any awards for like its screenwriting or anything like that, but it's that definite popcorn movie. And I had a blast watching this film. Now, the other reason I was going to fit in a bad cop moment is I got totally sucked into this, and this is one of the things with wrestling. Like you can see most of the stories coming once you've watched wrestling for a while. It's not very often that you kind of uh, get get tricked. I got tricked on this, and afterwards I was like, oh, come on, how did I not see this coming? I honestly thought Sasha genuinely liked the hero of the film. I did not think that it was a ruse. And then when you develop into the film, it's like, oh, come on. So anyway, I've only seen the film once, but as soon as I'd watched it, I wanted to watch it again. Now, to me, that's one of the big defining, uh, defining features of a film that puts it up in that upper echelons for me, the 9 out of 10s and the 10 out of 10s. If you can watch something and want to watch it again either instantly or like within like a day, there's something special about that film. And this definitely fell into this category. Ryan, I cannot talk much about this film because like i say i've only seen it one time i am gonna guess and particularly as you mentioned you watch ghostbusters multiple times each year um you've probably seen this film more than one time this is right in your era you're our film guy so i'm passing it over to you 
Tell us what you think about uh, Ready to Rumble. So, so are we officially into your good cop moment? Because you never did an introduction to good cop or anything. You oh, just started talking. Well, I'm editing this week, so I don't have time to edit because i got school stuff today. We don't need... this. Is, Anyways. That's just for Matt's benefit. Free we're, flow. We're, we're, we're Free just flow. informal. We're just riffing. Matt's not even so, yet, so... Technically, it's like wrestling when, the mat, when they start fighting and then like five minutes later they ring the bell. This hasn't even really technically started yet. We're still in like the... Uh, Perhaps not the pre-show, but no, no, we gotta. I gotta watch SmackDown in like an hour and an hour and a half. So this is this has started. Um, so first and foremost, I have seen it multiple times, of course, but I have not seen it in a number of years. Um, Ooh, okay, just because I have no idea where my copy of it is, and I. Uh. But I am actually, it's funny you bring it up because I was just looking at, on like Amazon or something about buying a digital copy just so I'd always have it. Yeah, um, and it's like six so bucks think... or something. Oh, you know? is that it? Now, Matt said he hadn't watched it, so after we were talking, we looked to see if he could like buy a copy or get a cheap copy on eBay or something like that. And trying to get one in England was really difficult, actually. So um, I think you could rent it for four pounds, I want to say, so about five dollars. Yeah, I'm not sure if he did in the end or not, but that was because I said to him, I said, "Look, I'm not giving you homework. <laughs> like, I'm not telling you you have to watch this film, but I am telling you I'm talking about it next week." Yeah, so he kind of got so... a little bit of a heads up. So first and foremost, oh, the reason I was thinking about this movie is uh, I'm not watching it, but, um, you know, my vicinity, uh, we'll call it, uh, the person I live with, um, she was watching The Bear, um, which is a Hulu show about a chef. Okay. Um, and the thing you got to know about my girlfriend is she watches weird shit. <laughs> I didn't like this show at all. I tried when it first came out. I just didn't like it. Sorry, all the bear fans out there. I just, I just didn't like it. Um, but uh, she was watching it. I wasn't really paying attention. And I looked up and it was, it was like a family uh, dinner kind of scene. Uh-huh. And and the first thing I do is snap my finger, do the Leo DiCaprio, snap my fingers, point at the screen and go, Jimmy King. Cause Oliver Platt's in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and uh uh fuck it let's just do it matt thank you for joining us jeez evening ryan okay now let me get back to what i was saying happy saturday ryan um as well matt snatcher day yeah nope still friday i know we got 15 minutes but barely (laughs) um so it's it's one of those movies where like you said it's a dumb ass movie yeah it is not we are not talking high cinema here. We are talking a goofy ass movie about a short lived for the most part promotion that just happened to kind of have a meteoric rise and then a very catastrophic fall. Um, But like, it's, it's a, it's stupid. It's fun. It's, I still to this day, will say buenos nachos to people or if someone says are you fluent i will say no nah, i feel fine i it, to this day i still quote this movie i loved this movie when it came out i love why do we have a remaining meeting time because i set this up because matt didn't give doesn't give us permission to record so i had to set up a separate whatever meeting. so we'll be <laughs> well, this will be coming to in two parts, I guess. We'll go back to the proper link. So, 
This like, is our way of making sure you get to see SmackDown on time. But I think the I think the meeting will continue. I don't think it's just going to stop. I don't think it just kicks us all out. It will. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so it's I mean, for a dumbass wrestling movie, you've got Oliver Platt, you've got David Arquette, you've got Scott Can, plus um uh who plays Sinclair? Um the villain. It, you know, it, it you know, I don't know. I will kill you if you fuck this up. I don't Jesus know. I could Christ. look it up on IMDB, but nah, we're good. I only have nine minutes, so so I mean it's just a it's just a phenomenal cat. He he was in the Matrix. He was the guy who eats the steak in the Matrix. Um, I'm not on the same plane as you when we're talking about films, Ryan. You got no. Uh, jo- jo- looking at jo- Matt's eyes, I don't think he is either. It's Joe Pantoliano. Uh, anyways, fant- Isn't just that French for trousers, probably. Okay. Pantalon, close. Pantaloon. It was a kind of joke. It was. It was a close. I know it wasn't. But exactly it's. That, but... It's just one of those stupid fun movies. It's dumb late nineties, early two thousands janky comedy. It's harmless. It's harmless fun. Um, and I, like honestly, I, I still, I still enjoy it. I, I don't. I think people these days are so up their own asses when it comes to movies and TV shows. Nobody can just enjoy things. And, and like, I'm the kind of person I will watch anything and I will give it a shot. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. But my rating system is based on my enjoyment and it doesn't like uh, if you got a bad movie, it's poorly shot or whatever. Yeah, that can affect it. But if it's got a fun story and dumb characters and good dialogue, like I don't really care. Like, you know, it, it's just Ray Rumble. I, I'll agree with you. That's a nine out of ten movie. It, it I'm really harsh on my ratings. I don't. I don't give to me clearly five, like an average film. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for me to give a nine or a ten, that's yeah. But that's I, I kind of told you my criteria. I think actually, although I said it was a kind of a bad cop moment, it took me so long to watch it. In some ways, it was possibly more enjoyable watching it now than it would have been watching it at the time, because now you can kind of look back at those characters, like looking at Goldberg when you can see Goldberg on TV anyway in his prime. When opposed to 25 years later, and you can see the Crusher Goldberg, but then he actually has a fun side to him as well. I thought that was I thought that was kind of cool getting to see those the cameos from those wrestlers. Um, so from that time frame. Interesting story. Did you catch so the scene when Goldberg is working out and they come in to talk to him? Mm-hmm. Did you see the cameo in that scene? It's not really a cameo because he wasn't famous. Uh, if it was, I must have missed it then. John Cena. John Cena's working out in the background. Oh, somebody told me that as well. Yeah. Right? Oh, that was Matt that told me that. And I no, I did not notice yeah. that. Did not he, notice he, he sits up and everything. Oh, you get a oh, shot of Cena. Like Cena's there. But at the I think I honestly think he's uh I think he might be billed as the prototype because that was his wrestling name at the time. Um I actually don't know because I like I said, I haven't watched it in a number of years. Um, so I'm not sure what the credits say. He's probably so far down the credits too in like the extras area. So it doesn't really matter, but great, good. I got yeah. one question I did want to ask you though. Sure. Uh, I know WCW is a little crazy and I didn't watch a lot of WCW. So I don't Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Yes. I- I'm well aware of that one. The triple cage. Did that ever happen? Or yeah. is that just for the film? 
It happened twice, I think. Oh, okay. So they were actually they actually did a triple cage in like the mid nineties too, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't a hell in a cell with a cage with a smaller cage. It wasn't like a tiered thing. Uh-huh. It was a hell in a cell that style cage that was like three stories tall. The reason I'm asking is um, I'm going to guess that there's a certain nine year old in my household who would love to watch that wrestling match. So if I actually think that's the match that Arquette wins the title is the triple tier cage. It was. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I don't remember which one, because like I said, I think there was two of them. One of them. uh, Wasn't that in the film way? So that in real life, well, I'm sorry, in WCW. One happened. of the matches, uh, you know, uh, Chris Canyon, may he rest, uh, rest in power, uh, took the bump off the top of the first tier of the cage through the entry ramp. And it was awesome. Great bump. Um, I mean, it was clearly gimmicked. Like you could tell there was crash pads underneath it and stuff, but it still looked amazing. Like it was such a, especially like the camera angle they had and everything when he took the bump just looked great. I Chris Canyon might be my favorite WCW wrestler whose name isn't Sting. Like I loved Canyon. I, who better than Canyon? Really? Not, no, not Chris Lewis. No, Matt Lewis. Chris Lewis might be not Matt Lewis though. Um, so anyways, great good cop moment. Thank you. I'm trying to move us along. Here. I yeah. was super excited to talk. It kind of worked better anyway, because I think last week you were fired up and you were going to be <laughs> ripping into me talking about Ghostbusters and then suddenly be like, well, I want to talk about something that you want. You probably might want to talk about. So I think it actually worked better in the end that we did it this way. Yeah, and probably. Brian, what's um, your good, main good cop moment of the week? We'll give Matt a chance to, uh, Get his bearings together and put his notes together and catch his breath, rub one out, whatever. <laughs> um, so you know, kind of went back and forth on this one. I am, but in my notes, I have this one listed as amazing cop moment, so I feel like it needs to be the one, yeah. And that is the story from the lead singer of August Burns Red, completely burying aubrey edwards oh yeah yes! so i'm just not recognize it to begin with i'm just gonna i'm just gonna read it this is from jake lurs lead singer of the band august burns red um yeah it was crazy man we were doing a signing and this crazy lady comes up and gets me to sign an album for her she then says you don't recognize me do you and i replied to her not really no should i in which she replied i'm audrey edwards I think she said her name was, and I said to her, who? Sorry, I don't know that name. In which she goes, I'm a wrestling referee. Maybe one of the most famous in the business. You really haven't seen me before? And I said to her, sorry, I haven't watched WWE in a few years. If I'm being honest, I'm a wrestling fan, but I've just been busy. And she laughed and said, WWE? I'm not in that garbage. I'm in AEW. You really need to check it out. See for yourself what we're doing over there. It'll get you back into wrestling. I promise you that. And I laughed and she said, have a, and said, have a nice day, lady. And as she was walking off, she turns around and says, what are you laughing at? Before the event security eventually moved her along because there were a ton of people behind her and she'd already taken up like five minutes of time. It was pretty insane, dude. I like obviously we do not have confirmation if this is true or not. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it as given because there's no contrary to to it. It's the sort of thing you can imagine Audrey Ed, Audrey Edwards? 
Aubrey Edwards. Oh, Aubrey Edwards. Aubrey Edwards. Yes. Well, okay. so and here's the thing, and this is what I say about Aubrey. Bitch. I'm sure Aubrey is a lovely person. I don't believe that. I genuinely believe he's a piece of shit. I do not. I do not believe that if I was, if I sat down in a room. I do not believe that I wouldn't be able to have a pleasant, nice conversation with her. I really don't. I, okay. I think I, I could sit down and be like, hi, it's nice to meet you and have a conversation. However, I think she's a little big for her britches because she has made that very, very clear. I've never ever in my entire career in the wrestling business, all of it, all of all of nine months in the wrestling business, have I ever seen Anybody say, "Do you know who I am?" Now, granted, well, lot... you've never been in a locker room with Hogan, no, but Hogan, or Nash is... or Hall or like ninety nine percent of the wrestling but, industry. But at the same time, there's nobody in WWE. There's no wrestling referee in WWE. Bryce, I've met Bryce Rosenberg. Haven't we, Rems- met... Remsburg. We met. We both. I'm hard on right now. Stop it. Graham, we both met him though in, in New Jersey. Yep. Nice man, lovely Absolutely. man. Lovely man. Did, I've at no met point, him at a couple of other events as well. At no point has he ever said, "Do you know who I am?" Well, that'd be kind of pointless if I'm going up to him for a meet and greet. But the fact of the matter is, is that I'm. I mean, literally, I Ryan, you're very, very lovely for saying you think you could sit down and have a pleasant conversation with her. My ego. And I've got a massive ego. Just ask Chris. Okay? I've got a massive ego. And there's no way on this earth I could sit there with someone who says, do you know who I am? I could just say, like, I I don't know you from Adam or Eve, love. Okay, so Adam was the guy. And Eve was... So there's two naked people, right? And there's, like, an apple and a snake. And the snake is an allegory for Satan. I've read the piece of fiction. Yes, I've read the piece of fiction. Now, now, moving on from that, before I offend somebody... The answer to a Jeopardy question as well. Um, Genesis. This is going to sound really, really, really bad, but without her referee shirt on, I wouldn't know who she is. See, I don't... Yeah, I don't you're I'm taking to. some of this story with a pinch of salt, though. Well, Graham, you, Graham. You, you are so concrete that that 100% happened. And I'm, I, I fully believe it your, happened. Yeah. your first quote, which I think, for somebody you don't even know, I, I, I think that's a little over the top. I'm Graham, gonna... Graham, I, I do fully believe it. I do fully believe it. Why, why is this, one thing, why is this guy gonna, got any reason to lie, for stars? Well, you think no rock reason. stars have a little bit more of an ego, and then they tend to exaggerate them, their stories to make them seem like big. I have, I have seen think people... that's ever happened, perhaps, in the history I have, of the role, I have seen people... I have seen some people behind the scenes on AEW having a massive ego, Graham. Okay. Okay. The fact He's is, talking that... about Phil. Actually, I was talking more about Tony, but never mind. Um, Tony's just on cocaine, it's fine. Well, allegedly. Um, he has a, he had to say allegedly at this point. Um, but I, but the fact is that the no referee I know without referee shirt on, I would know a referee for any company. Take you wouldn't recognize Charles Robinson. Come on, Earl Hebner. Earl Hebner. <laughs> well, actually, Earl Hebner wouldn't be unfair, depending on the year, because it could be Dave. Yeah, that's uh-huh. the point. Yeah. So, yeah. But Lil Nate, Charles Robinson. I mean, if I saw him 
fucking on the other side of a highway, I would run across that highway just to be like, yo, you're little Nate. That's awesome. But the point I'm making, right, is we that you and me, I'm not I'm not including you, Graham, in, in this generalization because you're not somebody who has watched as much wrestling over the years as we have. And we've literally seen little Nate take the bumps and things like that, and also help Ric Flair blade on numerous occasions. Okay, the fact that he's not actually Ric Flair's son is a miracle, in my personal opinion, because I think he pretty much adopted him at one point. Uh, but we're moving uh, anyway. The point is, I fully believe it. Yes, I'm. I'm digressing. I'm sorry. Okay, now I'm wondering though. Now, for somebody to say, because you think it's her just being arrogant and saying like, "Yeah, you know who I am." I'm wondering though if she knew that he was a wrestling fan. And if he's a wrestling fan, then that might be one. Oh, if you're a wrestling fan, do you know who I am? Like, I, oh, everything's based on tone. You're just reading what's written out there, obviously, and you're putting your own emphasis on it. Of it's course. very difficult to put um, tone on things. So I can. I, I mean, being the, a much the tone. More... The tone to me comes from the fact that he called her a crazy chick like four uh, times. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I, I understand. I understand that part, but I, I'm just wondering if some of that was missed or exaggerated or. Oh, well, and like and like I though, said, it's an hilarious story, and I'm glad you brought it up because it, it, it could it could it. be fabricated. It could not be. Yeah. I mean, I've been very open about my criticism because that's the thing is I'm getting to the point in my life where I don't hate a lot of people in wrestling because I don't know these people. I'm not friends with them. I haven't sat down and had drinks with them or dinner or a, a genuine conversation, but I feel like they, and, and and I'll get more into this actually in my bad cop moment. Um, they're definitely open to criticism from me. And I've been very critical about operators and uh, the refereeing style. And it's the, I'm not the only one. Um, I, I've seen it a lot and, but again, you know, it's, it's, it's just like I used to say, remember back in the, the, the good old days of the blade job, I, I shat on Cody left and right, but I, I never, ever said anything bad about Cody Runnels because I think Cody Runnels one way or the other seems like a smart stand-up guy. But Cody Rhodes, especially when he was in AEW, did not like. I want to throw something back at you, Matt, because I know you've used this uh, phrase before. Just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true, though, right? Very true, very true, Graham. And I'm saying, I'm saying, if, if I will say, I will say this with a provider to what I said. If it turns out this is a crock of shit, then I will absolutely say, no, I was wrong. Now, did you see another story then? Um, not related to wrestling, but related to podcasts. Of, I believe it was Ted Nugent and uh, what he had on his desk behind him during a podcast. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Who's Ted Nugent? Cat Scratch. Ryan, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Uh, so Ted Nugent is a right-wing lunatic piece of shit who masquerades as a rock star. So um, I don't know who he is because anyone like that is well is currently blocked on my on my ex. Yeah. Well, I mean he he's been he's been a rock star since like the eighties, like I said. So. Okay, do you guys know of the picture that I'm talking about that showed way? No, but I'm assuming it was like a clan member or something. No, it wasn't. There was um apparently he had some dildos behind him on the podcast. Nice. Everyone, this was all I saw this on multiple places on social media. People talking about it, going ha 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 ha. Somebody was curious and went back to watch it just so they could see it and do like uh, see what the what they were talking about at the time. Didn't happen. 
So there's a lot of stuff. Just because it's a, a good story doesn't mean it's necessarily a true story. So well, I'm hold, hold take on, this hold story on, with on. a pinch of salt. I'm sure there's hold some on, hold on. Are true, but I'm not buying it 100%. This is That's my... Not Aubrey Edwards a bitch like Matt did. This is my good cop moment. Just So your issues with Mr. Lewis are none of my concern. Can we please move on? I've been trying to bring decorum to this goddamn show for weeks now. I, I So much so, I had to take a, br- a break. I, I almost killed a cat just to get out of here. That's not true. She was sick. She's okay now. Matt, what is your main good cop moment of the week, please? <sighs> right. Um, For me, actually, good cop moments were, were low on the ground this week, actually, to be honest. A lot of stuff was like, mm, yeah, fine cop moments. But for me, um, the return of Piper Niven. Mm. A Fantastic. A lot of time for Piper Niven. Um, particularly glad she's got her fucking name back. Uh, I know she got it back at Rumble, but she's a bit out of an injury. But um, not a bad way to come back. Um, straight into the... Uh, into the fray with um, a title reign straight away, um, and I think that this 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 dynamic she's going to be having with um, with um, um, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Cardona um, is um, or maybe it should be uh, uh, Mr. Chelsea Green. I'm not quite sure. Um, I I can't wait to see if Piper becomes a Karen or if. Or if Piper turns Chelsea into something else, but I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it for sure. Um, and I'm hoping chances we get to see um, uh, Chance and Carter um have a shot against him as well, um uh, because I've got a lot of time for that tag team. Um, yeah, I'm keeping it nice and short and sweet today. But um, Piper Niven being back on television missed her lots. That was actually my second choice. I, I was bouncing back and forth between that one and the Aubrey Edwards thing. Um, I really liked it. I thought the way she came back to uh, that nice, aggressive, I, you know, I, I'm not even going to try to do a, she's Scottish, right? Yeah. I'm not even going to try to do a Scottish accent, Thank you. but she's like, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your partner now. I'm your partner now. I don't know. Fuck um, I can't do Scottish. Um the only thing I didn't like about it is they kept teasing all of this Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea's Got Talent auditions. I kind of wish they'd done it for a week or two first, just so we could see some. Because when you do something like that, you could bring in, you know, some one-offs and stuff like that. Um, cameos on Legends sort of thing. Yeah. And I thought that would have been really fun, but I'm I'm happy with it. Uh, big Piper Niven fan. Um, I mean, shit, I was a fan when she was Dewdrop. I didn't even hate the name. I was just like, I'm happy she's on my TV screen. Sometimes you got to wait for these things to run their course, though, Graham, haven't you? Okay. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Graham? Man, I was so quick. I didn't even have time to get my timer set up nearly. Um, I wasn't going to have this as my main good cop moment, but um, I, I decided to switch at the end. So, um, Izzy Moreno, I mentioned it last week, debut on Mission Pro Wrestling. So, I got out my subscription to Title Match Network. Um, I thought it'd be an early match, uh, with it being her debut. I, I know, obviously, she's somebody who people know of. Um, I was honestly expecting it to be a start. It was the match before the main event. So, they even had the, the tag team titles, like... Um, 
Maddie Ren- Ren- Renkowski. Oh, geez, I can't even speak anymore. Um, yeah, they had those types of matches on before. Now, the thing that impressed me were the crowd were actually equally split between her and Jasmine Allure, which actually made it kind of an interesting dynamic. Uh, she was definitely face, which wasn't really a surprise. Jasmine was heel. Uh, but the crowd had the signs there. There was a very young girl who had an Izzy sign there as well. Kind of great to see. Kind of reminded me of that same connection that she had with uh, Bailey. Um wrestling i think it's about characters it's about stories and what better story than a wrestling fan who wants to be a wrestler and for that reason that's why i'm supporting izzy on this one she did not win the match which kind of surprised me i thought they were going to put her over just because um she looked pretty polished considering she's a 16 year old uh she's got two years of experience in training but some of those first matches you know matt from the indies well i love the indies but there's certain things like when people duck under a clothesline and it's clearly way over the top there were certain things like you can say like they're a beginner wrestler i didn't see that with izzy she looked really polished uh was selling really well as well and voltage wrestling is coming to virginia in december is my last quick moment i got to get in beep, 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 beep. so well hold on hold on real quick for everyone listening uh welcome to the speed check nobody said seconds. anything about that well no no you didn't even you just pulled up your phone and started setup. speed checking after 245 episodes, you think, you know why I'm getting the 90 seconds? Oh my buddy? God. I know you're a rookie with us still, Ryan, but for us old, uh, old hats. You know what? No, fine. Fine. We're just going to, we're going to do it random, man. No decorum. No decorum. All right. What would you like to, what would you like I to want... talk about for your 90 seconds then? Oh, can... Matt, do you still want to ch- chime in? I'd like to chime in a little bit. I'm a little bit surprised they put her on in the piss break section. I wouldn't exactly say it was that. It was less than a two-hour show, Matt. So, well, it was I when know, it had been edited down. But, but. I know. But uh, let's put it this way: that's not that's that's very mean that you would say that, and that was not true from the crowd that were there. And I can show you I'm, pictures of the crowd I, if you would like. I, oh, oh yeah, I'm, just, I'm not saying that that is what it is anymore, but that was always traditionally where they put matches for people to miss, go to the loo before the main event. I know it's changed slightly now. I was but... going to say, I think Jasmine Alua has a little bit more respect at Mission Pro Wrestling, and I don't think Thunder Rosa would be as cynical as that. And they did constantly keep mentioning it. In fact, oh. they said people around the world are interested in the story of Izzy. And I agree with that. I think people do know, remember Cena NXT. And the part I didn't get them in because I only had 90 seconds, but hey, i got some extra time now. Um, the homage played to her uh, by lots of different wrestlers. Like, she has permission to use Ronda's uh, armbar as the Izzy bar. Uh, it said that Bailey had contacted her this week and talked to her. There was like lots of people who were kind of on her side right now and trying to. It was just nice to see that the established stars are helping somebody much lower down the chain, and they want that person to succeed. It's just just a good good story. Yeah, absolutely. I apologize for, for that. The feel good story of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't you want to call? Didn't you want to uh, call her a dick or something, right? Or did I misunderstand you when you were talking earlier? Something about a story with no. Sasha. It's just, it, it, yeah. It's just the the fantastic thing because she is the little girl that Sasha made cry. She, and Sasha you thought said, that was funny or something, right? Oh, absolutely no. The main reason I think it's funny is because in the uh, um oh god, I don't remember the name of the documentary that WWE did. It was oh, it was uh, the series on the like the best heels. Uh, they did on the on the network. Was it just called Heels? And... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyways, but it, it, in the in the the promo for it, and obviously in the episode, Sasha Banks looks dead in the camera and says, "I don't care who you are, you don't make little girls cry." Sasha Banks does though, and I loved it. I because lo- that was Sasha playing the mega heel, and she made Izzy cry, and that was hysterical to me because. 
you didn't see a lot of wrestlers going that far with heel their their heelness in that era you know like you just didn't see it sasha banks was is a generational talent four words for you ryan there you have a vagina i have a a vagina now it's interesting that you meant because you told me the reason why you wanted to talk about it and the fact that made her cry when she came out she almost started crying now i don't know if she's just that good of an actress if she's that good at selling those emotions or if she was genuinely overcome with the reaction to when she came out but also at the end i couldn't tell i don't know if jasmine Lenore hit her a little bit harder than she meant to or izzy's just really good at selling things but she was almost in tears so i did wonder is that just an izzy thing is that just something she can turn on or was it i I don't know I well, don't hold on, hold on. That, but I'll be interested to find out. I, I, I guarantee forward. it was true emotion. Okay. I guarantee it was true emotion. And and I can, anyone listening can know this because if you didn't feel something, you're probably dead inside. Um, Royal Rumble 2020, that look on Edge's face when he walked out, that was genuine. I never thought I would get to do this again. Well, yeah. if it was, well, after we saw it, after the fucking camera cutting by Kevin fucking Dunn. Well, I, th- I think, I think, it, well, no, Dunn missed the spear, which was the most egregious of that. But the entrance I thought was fine, but there was so much smoke and fog, you couldn't see him in anyways. But that was genuine reaction from Edge walking out. And this is a guy who's done this thousands of times. Mm-hmm. This is her first time. I probably would would start tearing up if that was me. Like, I wonder absolutely. if that's a little different, though, in the fact that Izzy kind of knew she was on this trajectory. And obviously, you're not going to wrestling school unless you're going to become a wrestler. Yeah, but you so don't you know, know what trajectory you're on. He didn't know that he was ever going to wrestle again, though. And he was out for such you, a long you time. You don't... That, that was take, he had all that stardom, and he had all that fame and everything, and then it was snatched away from him. And then to have such a long gap in between, to think you're ever going to... I wonder if that makes it slightly different. I, I I I still I still think it's it's the same basic emotion of especially for someone as young as she is she's literally that moment it nothing she she has done means shit until oh. she walks through that curtain yeah and then it's real mm-hmm. and I I think anyone especially a sixteen year old girl. 16-year-old boy, it doesn't matter. 16-year-old who's already full of these emotions that they cannot properly process yet to walk out and be like, I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing I've dreamt of since I was a tiny, tiny human. And people are cheering for me. That's awesome. And not a small stage either. Most people's debuts is on a really small organization where you might have 10, 20 people there. Mission Pro Wrestling is a big organization in Texas. They have large crowds, large passionate crowds, and they have a good roster there as well. So it's a, it's a big debut. Yeah, no, good for good for her. Like yeah. absolutely, I I will never I will never, you know, I didn't follow my dream, and I regret it a lot. I would never ever. I don't care who they are. Think that anything negative of someone following their dream, especially in pro wrestling, because it's just, you know, there's so many armchair warriors, keyboard warriors like, Oh my God, you see him wrestle. He sucks. He's so bad. Get off your ass. Wipe the Cheeto dust off your fucking man tits. 
and step in the ring for five minutes. Five minutes. Let's see how you could. You'll be blown up in 30 seconds. Two minutes. Two minutes. They wouldn't give you two minutes. Because I guarantee one chop and they say, okay, this isn't this doesn't this doesn't tickle. Um I'm reminded, talk about emotions, I'm just reminded of two women standing in the middle of a ring at WrestleMania in the main event, crying their eyes out with the words this is awesome being chanted at them. Two black women main eventing WrestleMania. And seeing Bianca and Sasha not hold the emotions in, it made it an even better match. It was a great match. Anyway, uh, even though Cole botched the finish in the commentary, it was still a really, really good match. So emotions, are, I fully believe that that was yeah. her being emotional at the time. Graham, Graham, let it go. Let, let it go. go. Exactly. All right, so you're 90 seconds, Ryan. Uh, I actually don't have much. Um... First one, simple. Uh, it's kind of a twofer. Uh, the uh, CVV insight with Shelton Benjamin, fantastic. Uh, and also episode 500, um, Chris interviewed DDP, fantastic. Two like back-to-back stellar episodes um, from Mr. Van Vliet. Um, really enjoyed both of them. Um, and last but not least, Adam Cole and MGF continue to be the best thing happening on AEW television. The only thing happening. Period. That's it. That's it. That's literally all I got. Like, okay. very, very simple. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've been loving what they're doing. Um, and, and again, I like, I, I watch Insight regularly, but like, uh, so what was the, like one of the last like really big ones he did was uh, Vince Russo. And I and and I actually I am not a Vince Russo hater because I think Vince Russo is very honest. He doesn't like wrestling. He 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 doesn't like it, so he doesn't understand why people keep fucking asking him about it. And I get that. I totally understand. If you don't like it, that's fine. Um, but like the, the conversation itself, I thought was kind of boring, and I thought the Cody one was kind of short. Um, but the DDP and the Sheltie B one, fantastic. I'm done. Yeah, I started the clock up, but I, I I should have known not to believe you when you said you were finished. But Matt, anything to add? Or are you ready for your ninety? My ninety, please, sir. All right, um, go ahead. It was this past week. Dominic Mysterio mentioning he only just found out that Canada <laughs> is part of North America. Yes, I'm. Pre- I'm hoping that was a promo and not the actual Dominic Mysterio saying that, because if Dominic Gutierrez doesn't know that Canada is part of North America, young man, you need to educate him for sure. Um, another thing I want to mention is, is that Becky and Trish brought out of the ring, obviously. Um, and that means they get a repeat down the road, obviously, at some point. But the best part for me was uh, when I got to the concourse, Trish held up Seth's shirt um, on the concourse. She, she picked she got, went behind the uh, the uh, merch stand picked up Seth's shirt, hold, held above her head, and that's when Becky literally was like that image of triggered sort of thing happened, and then Becky turned into like a raging monster on her. Basically, that's what I got. Okay. Uh, agreed, and and I knew it was going to happen. Um, I didn't like, mind it. Like... 
we all knew that wasn't going to be the blow off for this feud. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people thought it was like, I know that there was a lot of discourse of them being cut from SummerSlam, um, which sucks. But you know what? It's happened to a lot of people. It has yeah. nothing to do with the fact that they're women. It just happens to be that they were like, well, we can stretch this one out. We can it, make this one go further. These other matches, we need to get them over with so we can move on. Yeah. Um. And and I and I get that. And especially when they kept making the when life hands you lemons references, and then all of a sudden she's out on Raw making lemonade, and they've got a T-shirt now, and it's like, yeah, okay, this was this was real heat, right? And it's like, no, this is this is a storyline from the beginning. And now Trish and Becky are getting a cage match. Like, come on. You think this wasn't at least slightly planned out? Yeah, it sucked. They couldn't do it at SummerSlam. You know what? They're probably going to do it payback. Fuck, maybe it'll be Survivor Series. Who knows? They could If they do it right, if they do it right, for example, Becky gets Becky gets a injury or Trish gets an injury. Uh, if they do it right. Or fuck, you know, continue it on in Mania, have them tag, have Lita return. Is Lita and Becky versus Trish and and, uh, and Zoe Stark. I'm loving Fuck. the dynamic. I'm in it. Go on. That was my bonus good cop. I didn't write it down or anything, but um, on Facebook today, my uh, people, you might, oh, yeah. my friend's recommendation, uh, it was Lita. <laughs> I'm not, not uh, normally I just laugh it off, but it's it like, was, that's, that's one that was tempting. Just it, like, it, it was what, Amy. What's the worst that Lita Amy could say? Dumas. What's the worst that she could say? <laughs> Amy Dumas. Uh, former lead singer of the Luchadors. Sure. Punk band you she used to be a, a the lead singer of. Brilliant. Uh, I've got a lot of bad stuff to talk about. Should we get a bad cop then? Got a lot of it. Good! Bad! Four, three, two, one. Uh, well, bad cop moment straight away. Sorry, Ryan, you're not going to be watching SmackDown on time because we got nowhere near. <laughs> Matt's got a lot to talk about. I can, I can, I can just bail on fan cop. <laughs> that's true. That 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 is true. And Matt, with it being late, probably will as well. And I'll just read them all. Oh, no, hey, that's fine. Hey, that's fine. Are you working tomorrow? Just out of interest. Mm, on the volley, but no, not not working. Working. Hey, you'd work. Sorry, are you microwaving tomorrow. All right. So um, let's get on with it. Um. My real. Let's see how long it takes. Ryan, let's find out. Let's see how long it takes him to notice he's been muted. Yeah, he's he's not even listening. I like how he does that when he's not editing. You're an ass. Um, yeah. My main bad cop is. Um, I didn't need, I was busy this week, so I didn't have much time, but I was like, I have two main things to talk about. One good, one bad. That That's enough. I'm sure I can think of something off the top of my head for uh, speed check. I didn't write anything down. As I came, I was like, oh, there's something I need to document, though. I need. There's a few pointers I need to make, so I need to write these down. As I came to it, I genuinely can't remember what my main bad cop moment is. So whatever I was going to talk about. All right, about, so moving on. Have it. But something I saw beforehand is something I wanted to talk about. This is really more of an open agenda thing, but we're, we're loose on this show, right? We, 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 we're hit. We're keeping it cool. Um, it's the end of an era. So not the end of this month, but at the end of next month, the, the Netflix uh, mail-out DVDs is going to end. So it's not called Netflix anymore. It's um, I don't know what it's called. It's DVD.com. DVD.com. 
So, um, yeah, kind of a, a sad moment. Now, I actually, I'm probably one of the few people who's actually been part of that fairly recently. I signed back up for it during COVID um, because there were certain things that I couldn't get on the main Netflix that I really wanted to watch again, had plenty of time. So I resubscribed to them. Um, the service in 2020 was nowhere near the service it was in around 2005. You used to get, I used to watch them mail them back and get the next one back in like two days or something. I was had it on an art form. Like my mail used to arrive early. I'd get home from school, watch it, get it back in the system. So it's already heading back again that same day. Um, this time it was like a week in between. So nowhere near as uh, good, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so once the pandemic had finished or within a few months, I'd seen everything I wanted to do, I, I did cancel again. Now, I am tempted. I know this is bad cop and that's kind of what it, bad cop feels like an end of an era, et cetera, et cetera. But I want to do that little spin. I want to turn this into a possible good cop moment. So the article says that although they're ending, they sent an email out to customers offering them the chance to receive a ton more discs before time is up, um, providing they opt in before August 29th. So this is 10 days. Sorry, Matt, this is only in the US, so this doesn't apply to you. So you can play with your little character a little bit longer. Quote, after 25 years of movies in the mail, we're approaching the end of our final season. We really appreciate that you've shared movie nights with us until the last day. Let's have some fun for our finale. The fun is seeing how many discs arrive. Rather than receiving a set amount of extra DVDs, there's no indication of how many will arrive until they show up in their respective red envelopes. Supplies are limited, and the final shipping date for all discs, including these random extras, is September 29. So what it sounds like they're going to do is they obviously have a huge database full of discs. What the hell are they going to do with them once they're closing? They're giving away their whole library to people who are subscribers of the system. So things that are on your watch list that you want to watch... Rather than sending them to you and you sending them back, they're going to send to you and you're going to keep. So I was kind of curious. I've only looked very quickly. As far as I can tell, there are at least 50 different wrestling DVDs. So wrestling fans, is this a possible good cop moment? If you were to sign up for one month before August 29th, add all that wrestling stuff onto your list, it's very possible that most people probably don't have wrestling on their watch list. They're going to have movies, they're going to have old TV shows, etc., etc. Now, they're not guaranteeing you're getting 10 discs, you might only end up with 2 discs. Kind of a fun little thing to do, though. As a collector, somebody who collects cards, part of the excitement is that ripping of packs and seeing what's inside them. I kind of like that idea, one last time, getting a red red envelope through the mail with DVDs in, and possibly, and you mentioned the fact that Peacock does not include everything, Ryan, and you have to get certain things on DVD um, or VHS or whatever you're doing so you can still watch them. This might be a good chance to actually build up your wrestling collection on the cheap for the price of one month subscription. I, I, I only buy on Laserdisc. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> only on Laserdisc. <laughs> okay. But it's an interesting story, but I like the twist at the end, though, as a possibility of getting something that you might be might be a little more difficult to get now. Some of those things, who knows? If they've been going for 25 years, if you can get a, a disc of some wrestling event from 25 years ago that's perhaps a little bit extra, not extreme, a little bit obscure, sorry, that might be something that's kind of good. Or even your favorite film. Perhaps I might add Ghostbusters onto that list. Perhaps I'll add that Ghostbusters Afterlife so I can appreciate them all together. Get Ghostbusters. I don't know. I, I think for the price of a one-month subscription, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna subscribe before August 29th. I'm gonna see what I can uh, see what I can get from them. So bad cop moment turned into a possible good cop moment. I'm sure I'll update you once I sign up for it. We had something similar in the UK called LoveFilm.com. Yeah, 
Um, it folded 2017 after Amazon bought it in 2011 and then ran it down because, and I'm quoting here, there was no demand for the discs. Of course. They were all disposed of. Yeah. I'm genuinely kind of surprised that people are still signing up for that service. I thought it probably already closed. I was surprised it hadn't already closed, but hey, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I guarantee you, Grab, they probably got like a million copies of of something crap like Raid Rumble or something like that. Um, but Ooh, I, shut I, I don't have up. that. I could get. I'm I'm adding that to my list. That is one that's definitely going on because I do not have that film. Thank you. I know you were being facetious, but that's actually you've been really helpful there. So thank you for being mean, but actually helpful at the same time. I was doing a purely get reaction from the big guy. Speaking of which, Ryan, <laughs> your bad cop moment of the week. Uh, my new bad cop moment is uh, Graham ranting about uh, DVD.com. No, I, I kid. I kid. Um... <laughs> I twisted it to wrestling at the end. I, I got a wrestling reference in there. So, my, my bad cop moment... Uh, I, I I've been going back and forth, but I just realized that most of my bad cop moments are kind of the exact same thing. Um, my my bad cop moment is the August sixteenth, twenty twenty three episode of AEW Dynamite. Okay, okay, that's it. Beginning to end, just boring terrible i hated it i uh it, it just it there there was nothing it was poorly paced it was actually i'm sorry nope i you know what that's wrong didn't the you first say you match, liked mjf and adam cole and you're good uh, we're not done we're at, oh, listen you said everything okay just checking um the opening match uh oc and wheeler yuda i mean those guys those guys can go there were three matches or at least three scheduled matches in the last 30 minutes of the show. Um, that's just poorly paced in the first place. Um, the <clears throat> Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match was the Mountain Dew pitch black match. That's all it was. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, why would you call that a death match? Because it wasn't. Like it was a complete misnomer. Um, the most egregious and the worst thing about it is uh, Tony Khan was bragging about how they donated over one hundred thousand dollars to the Maui food banks to uh, relief for the uh, the Maui wildfires. Now that's obviously not a bad cop moment, but the fact that it has been reported that they were paid how much for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match? So all he did was donate what they got from that special sponsorship. That's not necessarily the... Come on, man. You couldn't have at least matched it? Like, what's going on? Um, Money, is he? um, He's literally, literally made of money, pretty much. Um, I, I, I... this is harsh, and I'm sure this is incorrect, but for me, my personal feeling, this was the worst piece of AEW content I've ever seen, that episode of Dynamite. Overall, there were good moments, but overall, I disliked it. And 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 here's what I said when I was said I was going to 
touch upon it a little more during my bad cop. Um, there was, I believe it was Eric Bischoff said this recently that AEW still has something to prove. That's why people and myself included are more critical of them. They, they still have to prove themselves. They haven't done it all yet. They haven't reached the, 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 the pinnacle. And, and this is not me saying WWE is all, you know, unicorns and rainbows like because it's not but we've also seen what wwe can be we've seen it before we've seen how good they can be when it comes to storytelling when it, how good they can be when it comes to matches we've seen it before aew still has something to prove to me personally as a wrestling fan um and i can be critical of something without burying it because, because you know, you say something bad about any wrestling organization, whether it's WWE, AEW, um, Impact, GCW, whoever, and you get the, you're not even, you're not a real fan. Like, you don't get it. You don't understand. It's not for you. Why don't you just watch something else? It's like, that's not what I'm saying here. I'm not saying AEW is bad. I'm saying AEW hasn't proven themselves to me to be consistent. Because I have not seen anything consistent over the last three years i i've seen good i've seen great i've seen phenomenal things out of that promotion but i've not seen consistency and that's my biggest problem and i feel like this week was one of those moments where i just rolled my eyes and was like is it 10 o'clock yet i just want to stop watching this and that's not, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I know Matt will disagree and I know he'll be respectfully disagree about this. I, I am looking forward to all in because I'm not looking at it as a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam or a full gear or a double or nothing or a, um, bound for glory. I'm looking at as Tony, I've got this stage. I'm going to show you some really cool professional wrestling. That's all I'm expecting out of it. Um, but, oh, actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to add one. One. I'm going to add a second bad cop because. Uh, no, hold on. Um, because if you miss SmackDown, this is on you now. Let's just shoot ourselves in the foot real quick. If we're uh, if we're uh, um, the uh, current reigning and defending AEW World Tag Team Champions, uh, Cash, Cash Wheeler arrested for aggravated assault with a firearm. Eek. Yeah, oh, that's why he was trending on Twitter. Yeah, a week before All In. Mm, yeah. Not good. So, anyways, that's my thing. I'm just, I was very disappointed with this week's Dynamite. I just would that and, and... have the same effect on his, uh, I presume, non-appearance in England as the Usos non-appearing in Canada. I don't yeah. have my. Uh, we need my, we need Micah here. To well, considering he's but... still. As far as I know, in police custody. Yeah, I don't think it's a question of if his visa gets canceled or his whatever his work visa or passport or whatever. I think it's more of a fact of is he going to be released so and he, is he going to be on? Because if he's released but he's just on bail, he may have a clause that says he cannot leave the country until he's tried. Bond is twenty five hundred dollars. I mean, it was Florida. They don't care. Like, but. Don't be starting for the Lord, mate. Don't let me start. But that doesn't that doesn't mean he can cross state lines. That doesn't mean he can leave the country. 
because he's a, probably going to be awaiting trial. This could be a major blow because I, I don't I don't know about anyone else, but FTR versus the Bucks three is one of the reasons I'm interested in this pay per view. <laughs> For the benefit of the tape, Matt is uh, yawning, so I'm guessing you. Uh, Matt's it. like Vince McMahon; he hates tag team wrestling. No, no, I hate, <laughs> no, I hate FTR. So, so it's more of a fuck the revival from you. No, it's fuck the two douchebags. Listen, I'm going to call my buddy Bill and Phil, and I'm going to let them know that you're looking to create a trios team with them. And it'll be the artist formerly known as Will featuring Bill and Phil. Because Willis, that's the joke. Anyways, moving on. Yes. I thought it was Will Ospreay because I know he hates Will Ospreay as well. Well, exactly. Bill is Will. Matt is Will because Willis. And then Phil is Phil because Phil. Anyways, Graham, what's your bad cop moment? I already did mine. It's Matt. Shit, Matt, what's your fuck? <laughs> he, yeah, keep that professionalism going that we've been sadly lacking. Right, decorum. I've got. Decorum. Okay, I've got a serious question here. Okay, it's, 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 and I'm not meaning at this point to feel like I am pissing on a bonfire here. But Fight Plus is where you want AEW, yeah? You've meant, I mean, they've got a very, they've got quite a good package, actually. I think it's $71.99 for all four, deep, for all four pay-per-views. Oh, okay. Not here, it ain't. It's, I was going to say, I don't think I can get that deal. Nope, we have to go on Bleacher Report. Well, I'm looking here. Yep, order now is the hottest pro ticket in wrestling for $71.99. Uh, all future price increases, it protects you from... Uh, get all four AEW pay-per-views in this package. Double or nothing, forbidden door, all out, and full gear. Now, that's a great deal. Mm. But what was one of those that I just mentioned, which Ryan did not mention in his in his list? All out. Exactly. All out is one of their big four events. Now, Ryan probably knows the answer to this question. Okay. But Graham... What's the next big show for AEW? No idea. It's all in, obviously, isn't it? Oh, I thought you meant the one after those five. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, all in. But what's the next event after all in? All out. Yep, all out. So, Graham, now Ryan, let Graham answer here. Oh. No, and then you can answer. Okay, when is all out? Uh, probably three months after. Ryan? Seven days. What? It's the week after. That close together? All In is is literally a week before All Out. Oh my gosh. I was 100 bucks. <laughs> they've done everything for All In, and they've done fuck all, apart from the name Christian and Funk, and not Funkosaurus, Nutasaurus, for the bloody TNT title, whatever it is. You know, that's the only thing they've announced. And I, I see, that's, that's because Lucha... was a tag team, Terry Funk and Luchasaurus. That, that's Lu- definitely got me. Luchasaurus can't go to England because he's a dinosaur. He can't get a passport. But but my point I'm making is All Out is one of their big four. And they've done no build for it at all. It's an afterthought. And they're charging more money 
for that. I mean, granted, All In isn't part of the full, full package, but I looked into it just now, and if you want to buy All Out, it's actually more expensive than buying All In on Fight. I'm trying to find this package that you're talking about. I can't find it. Well, no, Graham, you, we can't because you're not going to see it because you're in America. Oh, he's talking about in England. Oh, I thought he was talking yeah. for me and you. We we can't we can't get AEW pay per views on fight. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Oh, he's on. No, we we know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, he's showing me the screen. It says seventy one ninety nine. Yeah. Well, can you send me that link, please? Sending you there, Graham. All right. Appreciate it. I'll splash the cash a little bit. Sending it to you now. But um, my point. But I'm I'm actually kind of worried about because. The, the, the big deal is, is that you've got, if you've only got four pay-per-views a year, why put two back-to-back a week from each other? Now, I'm aware that some people out there are going to say, well, man, Matt, they, they, did, they did a pay-per-view two weeks after SummerSlam back in 2020. In 2020, we were all sitting at home wiping our ass with bog roll because we literally couldn't go out. Uh, some of us were masturbating, thank you. <laughs> If the, if men can be paid to masturbate, I'd be a fucking millionaire. All right. Well, let me tell you about this new website called OnlyFans. Don't need a husband for that. Your husband's gonna pay you to jerk off? No, no, no. To, no. I'm not gonna finish that sentence in my head. Right. Okay. I'm moving on from that. <laughs> what? What are a what is AW thinking of putting two shows back to a week from each other? I mean, I mean, Graham, do you have a guess where all out being held? Right, probably knows this as well. Um, I'm gonna go with America, Chicago, <laughs> Chicago, Illinois. Not broke, don't fix it. But the fact, man, well, but Memphis have every single show in the all state arena in Chicago, Illinois. Have every event there. Have that Dynamite there. Have Collision there. Have Rampage there. Because it's the only place you're fucking selling tickets apart from London. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So, but, but, why be a travelling company then? I'm so glad this is your bad cop moment. <laughs> I am annoyed that he's not putting... He's done this sort of booking. I mean, Why? What's the you... um? What's the figures for? We obviously know the sales tickets in London. It's phenomenal. Um, what's the sales like for for All Out in Chicago in just over a week's time? No, sorry, two weeks time. Okay. Um. Currently, um, it there are there's not sold out. WrestleTix, okay. WrestleTix, um, says it's set up for ten thousand five hundred and sixty four fans. Okay. And. They claim to have sold 8,000. Okay, so 80%. Mm, but if it's one of the big ones, you'd, you'd, think they'd, you'd think they'd have put more emphasis on it. Uh, I mean, a lot, there's, there are some people out there who, who claim that Tony only bought Ring of Honor in the first place to get his hands on the, on the all-in name. Hmm. I mean, to be fair, he spent a lot of money on, on, way, on way less reasons, to be fair. If you want proof of that, Fulham. Jack the Jaguars. That's not him. That's his dad. He's on the board. He's been, he's been the money. His dad funds all of his stuff. His he's dad been, bought the Jaguars, I think, when he was like 16 or something. Yeah, well, in any case, I'm a little, in any case, uh, 
I feel stop bad, being racist. I feel bad for AEW fans who are having to lay out so much money so close together for pay per views. I feel bad for me because I'm an AEW fan and an Impact fan, and Impact's running fucking this weekend or next or same weekend, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Which goes back to what Graham actually I noticed this actually listening back to last week's show when Graham gave me the devil's advocate about the about the show WWE running on August twenty seventh about a Viking longboat. Um, it's the same night as all in, as all in. Hmm. So they could do whatever they fucking wanted that night because no one's going to be watching it. Yeah, we, got we a Viking missed long you last something. week, Ryan. I had the uh, the whole Alabama boat joke set up, and uh, he obviously didn't know where Huntsville was. He didn't know any of that stuff at all. It was totally waste on him. It was supposed to be for you, but it was the suggestion. Yeah, so Alabama, that... Alabama is the state where there's really no difference between your sister and your wife. It's pretty much the same thing. As Bill Hicks said, um, he said he was in a, doing a show in Alabama, and uh, one of the fans came after him, real excited, and says, "I'd like to introduce you to my wife and sister." And there was one woman standing there. My sister is my mother and my auntie as well, and my daughter, for that matter. Uh, and so, if anyone's curious and they've never watched it, remember in Futurama, Fry is his own grandfather. I've never seen an episode of Futurama. This is you're a bad person. Continue. I know the memes. This is, bad. Memes. this is bad come on then bender you want to go am i the bad cop am i not doing my speed check are we going out of order I was, oh no go ahead speed I check was, i was calling graham bender because he's bald do some speed let's go i thought you said bender to begin with yeah. oh you did say that okay i was gonna say isn't that like a homophobic slur i was like what is that why are you saying if my... you watched future you know the joke well, I just told you I hadn't. So why? Yeah, so go watch it. Do go your goddamn it. speed it's check and then go watch Futurama. Uh, I can't. Smackdown's nearly on. All right. Um, my uh... thing, remember? Jeez, I wasted the first five seconds just dealing with you guys. That's fine. I don't think I have too much anyway. Um, I want to talk about Red Rose Rumble Wrestling, uh, which is going to be happening tomorrow in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, they're going to be crowning their first champ. Only two and a half hours away, 150 miles. Uh, Brokella, a big fan of Brokella from Nova Pro. Um, he's hoping to become their first champion. Uh, they also have stars such as Heath Miller, Dirty Dango, Shannon Moore, Ricardo Rodriguez, and Gene Snitsky are all going to be in attendance. Uh, doing meet and greets, $30 for a photograph and an autograph combined as a combo package. Tickets are just $15. Um, most expensive seats are $50 where you're sat on, right on the front row. It's actually in a baseball stadium. So the ring's just, um, it's not right. So if you're front row, you're not like tapping on the side of the ring kind of thing. And, um, second, third row seats are about $30. So pretty good value. So as Matt's looking puzzled again, why the hell is this your bad cop moment? And this sounds like this should be your good cop moment. Yeah, I'm not going. I got a new car and I don't want to put 300 miles on the clock. So my new car has changed my wrestling habits. If I still had my old car, I would have been there in a flash. With my new one, I'm trying to keep the mileage down right now. So my bad cop moment is uh, me and my car. I really want to go and see that, but I'm not prepared to put in the time or the money. That's it. Yeah, you cheap bastard. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Ryan will tell. I know the price of gas in um, in England, the price of petrol is a little bit different, but we're still it's also running in liters. At about three seventy a gallon right now. So my gas prices to do that round trip would probably be about it's more than thirty something dollars. So Ooh. it's not. 
I think most people would consider traveling two and a half hours to a wrestling indie wrestling match kind of a long way. So I know I'm the exception to the and normally two hours for me would have been nothing, but I'm doing three hours for Toyota Toe in November, Graham. So for what? Three hours for Toyota Toe. What's Toyota Toe? Is that CXW? CXW next show, yeah. Oh, okay. Why? Are you walking there or something? It's very difficult. The, the travel rates are not great. You've got to go from like, London and then back towards that. that that's a little different if you're working at the show. <laughs> that's a little different. It's still from... three hours either way. And the expectation is that you're supposed to be there because you're the commentator. Uh, I'm just going as a fan and I don't have to go, of course, and I'm not. But thank you. Even if you're driving, Graham, um, even if I was, even if you're driving, Graham, it's two hours still. It's not Paris. You can't make it. That's fine. No, I'll be I'll be there. Come hell or older. Oh shit! Sure. I should have stayed quiet. That could be my devil's no, advocate. It's all good. All right, Ryan, what you got? I literally have one. Um, Adam Cole and MJF on the pre-show and the main event of All In. I think that's stupid. Uh, I saw that's Chad it. Grapple and Cheap Pops mention that. I was shocked. Yeah, they're they're challenging for the Ring of Honor tag team titles on the pre-show and then wrestling each other in the main event. I understand that they're going to do some sort of story between it. I just think it's a stupid idea. It, it just, I just, I don't like it, especially from a business standpoint. Aussie open isn't some like, you know, just like we're going to have a generic ass wrestling match. They're, you know, they're high flyers. They, they move. What happens if MJF or Adam Cole get hurt on the pre-show? <gasps> Eek. Yeah, fucking, it's just stupid to me. I don't know. It also cheapens the Ring of Honor championships. Uh, Ring of Honor means nothing to me at this point. Um, AEW Ring of Honor is not Ring of Honor. It's good matches. It's good wrestling. I'm not taking any of that away from it. That is not Ring of Honor. That's AEW Dark with red ropes. This feels to me like you're comparing it to WWE ECW. I liked WWE CW. Not the beginning. The beginning was terrible. Uh, but the middle and the end, awesome. Like when we started getting guys like um Kofi. Kofi, uh the the Bobby Lashley, um, I think Sorry. Brian Kendrick came up through WWE CW. No. Nope. No, no, he was already there. He was already there. Um, who am I thinking of? Uh Sheldon Benjamin came up through WWE CW. Nope. He he was over there. Yeah, he he did gold standard in. He moved across to there. Whatever. It's it's after still his, it, it, gold standard was the time when Shelton Benjamin became more of a singles guy. So and that was because I think of his time in WWE. It was because of Paul Heyman. Um, I know you don't like him, but you know that's where that's where Phil oh, yeah, came up. No, no, we're talking about Phil now. That's where Phil came up. Um, I think even Zack Ryder might have come up. He uh, might have been called up to WECW. But uh, he was drafted from SmackDown to ECW, yeah. Yeah. Back when he was um Oh God. It was Brian Majors and Brett, Brett, and, Brett and Brian Majors. Brett, Brett, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I I'm I'm actually a big fan. Um as stupid as it was, Vince McMahon in a do-rag winning the ECW world title was hysterical. I loved it. So moving on. Oh, no, fuck, I did. Well, we're running so late, not only are you going to be skipping out of uh, fan cop moments, you might be missing Devil's Advocate as well. Matt, okay, go I have not. I have nothing planned, so... <laughs> okay, first of all, um, you mentioned Cash already, so I'll move on from Matt. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser's promo on Raw this week. I got a lot of vibes from the 1930s about that sort of promo, um, um, Ludwig. Please do not 
act like a fucking Nazi anymore. Seriously, it, it I got a lot of Third Reich vibes from it. It was not a nice promo at all. I did, I felt uncomfortable watching it. Sonia Deville with a torn ACL. This is a big problem for me at the moment in general, not just in wrestling, but I have lost count literally of the amount of sports stars who have got ACL injuries. Full healing time, eight to nine months. Um, so Sonya did not go back until after WrestleMania next year. Um, I have seen, in bearing in mind, as we're talking right now, we are literally one week into the Premier League season in terms of soccer. Um, and we have already seen six ACL injuries. Which means their season is done after one week. And that that that's te- devastating to, to witness. Um, thankfully, it looks like Reese James isn't going to be quite so bad. And I'm going to wrap it up there. Hold on. What promo were you watching? Because I did not get those vibes. And here you go. Everyone out there, here's your chance to clip this so you can cancel me. I've always wanted to be canceled. I love Nazis. I love that stuff. I, I don't love what they stand for, but movies about Nazis, TV shows about Nazis, I'm talking World War II Nazis. I, I, I love that stuff. World War II is my favorite historical period for cinema. I didn't get that vibe at all, and I'm it's just curious. The one where Maxine Dupree slapped him across the face. Oh, I thought he was kind of rapey. I didn't think he was a Nazi. I did not. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna, well, either way, it was a couple to watch. I got a lot of, it was very creepy, and I'm aware that that is where they were going first with Gunter's gimmick when he comes to the main roster. Thankfully, they didn't. I'm siding with Ryan on this one. Well, not with, I, I loving, just... not with the loving the Nazi part, but uh, I thought it came across more. Cre- I'm going to use creepy than Nazi like. Uh, well, to be fair, and, not... and, to, and to be but... fair, they are Austrian and German and Italian. Well. Spider Man, Italian Spider Man, Giovanni Vinci. Yeah, Italian Spider Man. Gotcha. Um, I don't get that though. I did not. I mean, they definitely, I think that Walter throughout his entire career has had that. He skirted the line of like, you know, practically mine fear. Because <laughs> the way he stands, the way his, ja- his jacket and everything, but, but they never cross that line. And I did not see that from, uh, from, from, Wow. Why all of a sudden can't I say his name? You know what I mean? Dude, you can't really you can't really be surprised by this when the WWE tries to give him the name of a former Nazi general, though. So it is kind of a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. They did, I, it, 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 it only took him like a week to change real it. Real quick, I always thought it was really funny because I remember when uh Dexter Loomis debuted and everyone was like, Oh, they 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 brought in a Nazi character, even his name sounds Nazi-ish. Nope. It's the name of two killers. Actually, no, it's the name of one killer and the doctor who tried to help a killer and then got killed in classic horror movies and then a less than classic television series. I did not like Dexter. I really didn't. I mentioned it last week. I've watched season two this week. I'm still loving the show. I don't like the fact that the British character was a total bitch and was... But anyway, but that's... 
I mean, you yeah, some, yeah. some of the, some of you British folk are just bitches. I mean, that's yeah, true. That's true. So, Matt, I I respectfully disagree, but I understand where you're coming from. Well, to be fair, we both were creeped out by it, so yeah. I just thought he was more trying to like you know squeeze squeezy. You know what I mean? Which he is. We all agree it's a bad cop moment. Yeah, yeah it, I don't know. I I, I kind of liked it. It was creepy, but I liked I liked that for his character. I mean, yeah, if the characters want to play, but the fact Mary is that, ugh, just wrong. Anyway, we move on. Good. Bad. Are we doing Devil's Advocate first? Thing, right? Yes. That's yeah, do Ryan me first can so watch, I can. So leave. Ryan can watch SmackDown. I can't uh, watch SmackDown anymore because I don't have something. I cancelled it. Fifth. I have the good life to watch though. After. Oh no! Wait. You done? Okay. Sisters, brothers, and non-binary others, welcome to the Devil's Advocate round for 245th episode of Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. Myself, Graham, and Ryan will now... Devil's Advocates at each other for 20 seconds, which I'm ridiculous that we not believe in. Uh, anyone believing what, they, what we're saying? Um, and not to try and wind her up. Take out of our DADA Michael Pellegrini at dying format. Ryan, prerogative is yours. Yeah, sh- shove it up my butt. Let's go. Okay. I have, um, unfortunately, we're only supposed to do one now, one each, right? We either do one, a wrestling one or a non wrestling one. I have one of both for you, Matt. And the one I have for Ryan, I really want to give to you. As well. Like, I have three for you and none for Ryan, but that's I, fine. I- Matt, go. <laughs> Okay, Ryan, I've got... Two. Trying to make this work. Actually, got... why don't we give Ryan his devil's advocates, then he can piss off, and then we'll just finish the show up, Matt, okay? I have fun. Ryan, I'll, how about I'll give you both? I'll give you two from me. That way, that way, um, that way, Graham, give me all of them. That way, I Give it, give it your all. Okay. Ryan, first one for you is, Shelton Benjamin is just a poor man, Zeus. I mean, Shelton Benjamin, everyone keeps talking about first ballot Hall of Famer. More like first ballot Hall of Lamer. Am I right? What did he ever do? Okay, he had one great spot against Shawn Michaels. Cool. A lot of people have had great spots against Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels is better than them. But, you know, um, oh, he's friends with Brock Lesnar. That's the only reason he has a job. He's good around the whole Zeus thing, but well done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the second one for you, sir, is I know how much you love this guy. Jerry Lawler is the best commentator in WWE's history. So Jerry Lawler, um, as as a guy, he 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 as a commentator rather, he really brought something that WWE um, at the time WWF really needed, and that was just like Ludwig Kaiser. Now they needed more of a rapey vibe. And Jerry Lawler was the perfect person because Vince McMahon, we all know, is probably a rapist. And he needed that. Time before we get cancelled. <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much, buddy. Enjoy SmackDown. Bye. I will. Um, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. I'm sure you'll probably cut this part out anyways. Or you won't. I don't know. So I got three, Matt. You probably got... Do you have two for me? I have two for you, yes. All right. So shall I go first then? So then we can keep it in the kind of keep it in the right order. All right, your first one then is, and there's a little bit of context first, so you just got to okay. listen to make sure. Okay, all right. According to a recent article by Sportico, 
All Elite Wrestling has a current estimated value of $1 billion US. After being launched in January 2019 with an initial investment of $100 million. All right. Devil's advocate part, though, is Matt. But I repeat, when is Tony Khan going to make some money instead of just using his daddy's fortune? Well, think about it, Graham. Although they may have may have a net worth of that, Graham, doesn't mention that he have that much money. Because, face it, the initial investment, Graham, maybe $100 million. I guarantee you, Daddy has been putting a lot more money behind the scenes because someone's got to pay CM Punk off. Nine. $900 million increase in value, though. That's pretty good, right? You've been a little bit snippy saying, like, they're throwing money in this and it's not worth anything. And when are you going to see returns? And uh, I don't know. I just saw that literally um, 10 minutes before I came on air, but it was an obvious one for you. Well, I'm not going to drag it that much longer, but I said they struggling to sell Dynamite and Collision tickets. Uh, I'm not saying it's not popular on TV. We mentioned it last week, but it's struggling to sell people tickets to people who actually going to the shows, uh, which is a little concerning because it's not it's not sustainable. They need they need to get more butts on seats. So where's the value coming from, man? Daddy putting more money in. Nine hundred million people. People also putting a lot. People also are paying pay-per-views. They are no question about that. But you need to have, and also, <sighs> punk, they, punk are making a shit ton of merch from. Mm-hmm. Right, Graham, from you, for me. Um, first one for you. <clears throat> Matt doesn't do hot takes. He's absolutely right. Corey Graves is the worst commentator on the air right now. Absolutely. Like, he's obviously a biased commentator. I know he plays a heel character, but when you're married to somebody who's actually in the company, then that kind of takes all your legitimacy away. So, obviously, for that reason alone, he's clearly the worst one. And, um, yeah, you've got to separate him from Kevin Patrick. Like, you got to let that guy shine. you just bringing that guy down. So, yeah, get rid of get rid of that guy and bring in Kevin back if even more time. Yeah, that was 21 seconds because I couldn't figure out how to speak for five seconds at the end there, unfortunately. You're all good, mate. You're all good. Yeah. It works just about. Now, I got the non-wrestling for you one. I'm a little bit concerned. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be talking about this on air or not. I'm sure it's fine, but eh, just a little bit of a concern. All right, so um, I'm sure you're aware of the concept of summer school, right, Matt? Yes. So anyway, um, so we have a little... I'm just telling a little story to begin with, and I'll tell you what your devil's advocate part is, okay? So we have a, a teacher's area where about 20 people or around 20 people can sit, eat lunch. Uh, we have a sink. We've got, a mi- we've got two microwaves, fridge, blah, 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 blah. All, all good, okay? So everyone can kind of do that. Now, when we came back to school this week, we only have one microwave. Now, I thought somebody just put it away for the summer and um, it was going to come back. No, we, we only have one microwave because one of our microwaves got broke by a summer school teacher. Now, how did they break a microwave? They tried making, um, tried to heat, reheat some pizza. Um, they left the room and didn't come back. 
And they left it unattended for so long that um, it caught on fire. There was smoke, smoke coming through the second floor of the building. And um, anyway, the microwave, I guess, is totally damaged because of this. So your devil's advocate relating to this is, because I know you're our expert on microwaves, is not I, you should never use the timer function on a microwave. Microwaves, Graham, are something which have got a, a specific thing. You need to love them, you need to care. You need to care for them more than you care for your wife. Because these things will support you even after the divorce. These things, you, you know as well, by the way, a pizza, a slice of pizza, never more than 25 seconds in the microwave. Um, I just found it absolutely ridiculous. Like, I didn't even make oh, any sense to me. Horrible. I don't know because I wasn't there and I'm just hearing second hand. But I was like, this story makes no sense. Like, it if you're cooking a pizza, it's... like you said, you need 30 seconds at the most. Most microwaves, you can add add 30 seconds, boom, you're done. Yeah. Who switches a microwave on for like 10 minutes for a slice of pizza and like, oh, I'll come and stop it and then just fucks off and then doesn't even come. I'm like, what the hell? So we got to buy ourselves a new microwave as well, which I'm kind of pissed about. So Graham, Graham, Graham. Like, that's stupid. Graham, although I am fully aware that you are just trying to take the piss by saying I'm an expert on microwaves. I, I was, but it was more just a story. It was a st story on cooking. Uh, but, like, who doesn't use the timer function? That makes no sense. Yeah. Put it to one side for a moment. Putting the pizza story to one side for a moment. Um, I passed, obviously, with a distinction. Obviously. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, I'm very proud of myself. You didn't get an introduction, of course, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm very proud of myself and... Um, yeah, so it's nice that I actually had to cross the self-taught part out now. And I'm qualified chef. I'm very happy about that. Um, but um, I will say, um, I if I'd have been there, I'd have smelled, I'd smell bollocks, Graham. I smell bollocks. There is no way on this earth the pizza did that at all. I guarantee you they were using it for something else. A teacher at summer school? Something I remember happening in one of the one of the local one of the one of the national newspapers, Graham. This was very very famously. It's a metallic. Very famously said, like, take take your um your dishcloth and put it in the microwave or kill your bacteria. So everyone started doing it, including the metal scourers. Oh no and no no no! Five no. percent of people who did it on average put their metal scales in there and wonder why it blew up. I think a similar one, wasn't it? Trying People tried to do that with, like, put a penny in the microwave and then it'll look really clean afterwards. Like, it. <laughs> some people tried that as well. That hurt my head. The, micro <laughs> the microwave is, is a tool which should be used properly. Okay, it, it is mocked. I, I, get, I, get, I remember hearing a story from Danny Baker um the um the former DJ from Radio One um saying that he remembered a time when he was walking through London and they proudly said in the front of their of the cafe, we promised that all of our food had been cooked in a microwave. <laughs> uh, because that good because <laughs> microwave was a good cool wow. but a microwave was a cool new thing at the time. Mm. It was a cool it was a cool new time at the time. Wow, so changed. Yeah, exactly. Uh but people anyway, it's useful. It's a useful item, but to do that, totally unattended. Don't leave it unattended at any point. You can always add more time to something. 
exactly. the worst thing the worst things people can do is lit is like look at introductions and rather than putting the right thing full power crank around to the end and walk off i'm thinking like you stupid fucking pricks you give our chef the bad name all right, what's your second devil's advocate for me? Is this non-wrestling related? It is non-wrestling related, Graham. It's a little bit flying by feet and see my pants here. So oh, okay. There's some math involved for Ooh. our American listeners. Okay. Um, I could quite easily eat 36 ounces of vanilla ice cream and cookies sandwich made of about 24 combined chocolate chip cookies. Absolutely. If you're going to be in America, you've got to get used to portion sizes. And if you're going to be in Texas, everything comes bigger. So yeah, if I go to um, a Dallas FC game, then I'm definitely going to want that sandwich. Like I got a nice, you know, I have a sweet tooth, Matt. So what's better than sugar? What complements it even more? Ice cream. Put those two together, go large, get the extra size, order two, eat the whole lot. That's the thing. I'm not a, I'm not a massive sweet here, Graham. I'm not either. I was devil, devil's advocate. I can BS. And that's absolutely one of the biggest things for me um, about since I started losing weight um, is that I've um, is not eating pastry. One of my biggest problems. And yes, I'm fully aware of Volley Hound Halftime Pie Club. And there will be a pie tomorrow on the stream. I will be. I'm making a pie myself. Are you doing uh, a Liverpool game tomorrow? Afraid uh, not. No, it's not, it's not a live game in the UK, so I can't watch it live. We will be covering Tottenham versus Man United tomorrow. Oh, tasty. And then next weekend, we're doing Newcastle-Liverpool. Oh! I haven't really looked at the schedule, so, yeah. Nice. I've, got a, I've got a certain amount ahead. Um, uh-huh. What did you think of the volley? Oh, oh, it was fun. It was just it was just like old times. It was a blast. Yep. The podcast came out obviously last Tuesday. So, uh-huh. um, I don't like doing solo shows, but everyone was sick, so I had to, I had to fly solo. But these things happen, and it, yeah. it, it, we have the new five-minute rule. As well, no matter if we finish talking or not, five minutes it's over. That's um, uh, uh, pardon the interruption. They kind of have that that <laughs> they have five yeah. big minutes for their big topic, and then they're supposed to stop. They always go over by about thirty seconds. But yeah, no, I oh, think... no, it doesn't matter. We finish if we finish talking about it or not. You got to get it out there because then bang, moving on. Uh, because... Hopefully, you rotate who goes first. Otherwise, it's just going to be you, and they're going to be like, "Oh, too bad, five minutes is up. Sorry, sorry, Dan. Sorry, Connor. Fuck you." <laughs> You're not going to be able to talk for less than five minutes on a game. There's no way. Graham, Graham, Graham. The great, the great thing about having people like Connor and Dan on is you can sit back and let and let the stars shine. There you go. Surround yourself with talent like that. There you go. There you go. No, it was it was a fun time. Um, it, I know for the reasons why the other show didn't continue, and uh, but it was something that was it was missing. Like I I like watching sports, but it's fun to watch them with just banter and talking nonsense and um yeah it's it's literally like watching a game with you and it's the next best thing to be able to do that i have watched a world cup game with you in clacton but besides that it's the next best thing i can do so no it, fun times fun times Silver is sweden wasn't it graham um it was but belgium was definitely in it because jackson was rooting for yeah, belgium versus um, belgium brazil ah but yeah, I don't know why he was 
who knows? Jack, he I think Jackson four. was just. A, he was four. He, he was four. That's true. <laughs> I can't imagine him being four anymore. It's just so yeah, so hard to get used to now. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right, your last one, which I had put Fred out for Ryan, but I don't. I think it's better for you to try to defend this one. Okay. Hello. So I'm back to wrestling related. Nothing shows people are loving the Roman storyline more than the recent Meltzer ratings, with the only match on the card that had a lower rating than the main event was Ronda and Shayna. Well, well, everyone knows that um, Dave Meltzer's um, ratings are something that we should be taking notice of, because Dave Meltzer is a god, and Dave Meltzer is somebody that everybody believes and trusts and um, acknowledges as the true superior when it comes to wrestling um, reviews. Oh, that was hard. Um, I, I know you don't like defending anything that uh, comes from Uncle Dave, so I knew it would be particularly That, that was yeah. like swallowing razor blades, Graham. Thank but you. I thought it was interesting, though. I do have the um, the, the ratings, and I know he's going to cringe listening to them. Uh, Logan Paul... So, for context, I'll go to the main event first. Oh, actually, I partially lied. Uh, EO Sky and Bianca Belair, there was no rating for that match, because obviously it, it was... Correct, so I'm assuming you're okay with that part. So Roman Reigns and Jey Uso had two and three quarter stars. Uh, Logan... So I'm going to go back to the top of the card. Logan Paul and Ricochet, four and a quarter. Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar... Four and a half. Uh, the Slim Jim Battle Royale, which is normally kind of like your joke match. Like, nobody really takes that seriously, but it's kind of just a way to get everybody in there. Same rating. Exact same rating as the Roman match. Uh, Shayna and Ronda, one and a half. Obviously terrible. Um, the Gunther and Drew McIntyre match, which I said last week I didn't enjoy particularly. That got four stars. I knew I was in the minority on that, but that got four stars. Uh, Seth and Finn, four and a half stars. Uh, Oscar and Bianca and Charlotte, three and a half stars. And then you're down to the EOS guy cash-in, which doesn't count. And then Roman Reigns, two and three quarter. That's pretty bad. And well, assuming you're giving Dave's stats validity, which I know you don't particularly, but when you only have one match that was worse than that, and it was a match that you said last week is shouldn't even happen. You shouldn't have a UFC style match in a wrestling ring. Um yeah. that's pretty bad. Agreed, agreed. Um I was would you disagree with any of those ratings? Would there um... any matches that you would put below Roman besides the Ronda match? Um, pretty accurate. Jay and Jay and Roman had better matches during the pandemic era for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it doesn't click. Um, I do want to take some issue with what you said though about Gunter and um sure. and Drew. You okay. said I'm sick of his match since too many times. They've never wrestled one on one before. But I know, but they've normally had Sheamus in there as well. It would just felt same, 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 same. I'm saying, but the fact, the fact that I've seen it too many times, even if that's the case, once, once is too many for you. No, but it was the same thing. It's just rotations of it's either one, it's either one on one or it's one on two, or it's it just to me it was I don't know. It was more the style. It was just I don't know. It just. It didn't didn't get my capture my attention. It just that can happen like sometimes. the same match that Gunther's had multiple times, and it felt like he I'd seen him with um, McIntyre this a number of times as well. Perhaps not yeah. as many as I thought I had, but that that's even worse than if I if I thought it was more, then it was less. Then that yeah. means it's it's wearing thin on me even well, worse. I'm literally I literally look. I feel away a little bit about. Um, about Adam Cole and MJF. 
are they still doing this? It'll probably tell the house. Well, they, they've got to because at some point they're going to not be best friends again, and that sets up the next part. Yeah, I know, I know, but the fact that we see, but this sort of thing has been like it feels like I've seen like before multiple times. Oh, got, got, okay, got you. As I'm getting that sort of vibe, but at the same time, like it'll be good. Yeah, but yeah. but to follow what Ryan was saying earlier, one, what if someone gets injured on the pre-show? That's yeah, yeah, definitely. But secondly. What happens if they stink the joint up? I have one other thing that I don't like about having it at start and the end. If you're going to England and the English fans are there, wouldn't they want to see as many different wrestlers as they could um, to try and get the best experience within their time? And you're putting the same characters on twice? To me, that, that also seems like whoever you want to pick, wouldn't you rather see the 13th best wrestler in AEW or 20th best wrestler, whatever it is, than see MJF twice within that same span on the same day. If it was over two days, I think it's different, but it's not. It's a single day. And then you throw into the mix again that they've got nothing. The the, the only match they've got booked for a week later. So so basically, bear in mind, they've got Collision and Dynamite then to set eight matches up ready for... That's too short a time. Um, I I was listening to I'm going to shout out the chat grapple and cheap pops guys uh, I was listening to that I was a little bit late on listening to their episode uh, but essentially I think I'm hope I'm not misquoting Chris uh, but he basically under the impression that it's just impression that it's just going to be a glorified house show um, there's going to be the matches are going to be kind of longer but they're going to basically it's just going to be a wrestling show rather than a story based show all in or all out uh, all in. But if, but but then they done, can do this. Obviously, can do the same. If they're doing that at all in, then they can do the same at all out as well. But then, but what? But then, what's the point of of hyping up all in then in the first place? Uh, well, I think the fact that it's in England is. I think that's the that's the main thing that straight away well, for the British fans. It's not a glorified hydro. It's a business pay per view with big with big. No, no, that's what he thinks it will look like. That's what he was saying. Well, I don't usually find myself arguing with JB and Chris on AEW matters, but uh, boys, I think you're wrong here. I think they may be they may be made a mistake putting all out in the in the schedule. Fact matter is is that it's now happening and I think it's a bad thing. But we'll we, we'll see what happens near the time, I guess. I want to cycle back, and I know we haven't recorded fan cop moments yet, but I don't remember really seeing it. I I have to admit, I scanned very quickly because I was busy doing stuff this week. I didn't see anybody talk necessarily about what happened in the resolution to uh, the Roman and Jay story last week. Now we didn't we didn't, it didn't come up in any of our conversations, and I honestly thought it would. So what's what's your interpretation of then Jay saying at the end, "I'm out, I'm done." What, yeah. what does that mean? I think out of WWE. Well, there is talk that he's contract expiring. Okay. Someone locked up a uh, a Jay Fatu is all elite um, image. I'm thinking like, yeah, don't think so. Somehow, if he um, was leaving though, why put him in such an important storyline, and why and anna- why to get him to announce the fact that I'm out? when he is really out. It just seems kind of a weird way of... Wouldn't you kind of get that kind of character to slowly kind of disappear into the background and then you don't even realise you notice that, oh, Jay's not on the show anymore. Like, I, I know think, he's obviously a main storyline, so it's kind of difficult to do that, but... I think Jay's taking some time off to heal up. He's been on the go non-stop. He has helped carry the the, the companies through the pandemic era, 
through the current era and everything. God, I need some time off. Did you think it was a satisfactory explanation for what happened? Or what about Jimmy coming back and attacking I... Jimmy? So you think that that was... So you, you're happy with that I, now I, I, to give I, Jimmy I, a I, chance to take a break? I, it gives Jay a chance to take a break for sure. Um, I do, but it'll give, it'll give Jimmy a chance um, to go after Roman for a bit. And that'll give... Jay, Jay may be carrying an injury after as well. So, may, so he may need some time off to, to rehab and recover. I'm 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 satisfied is a is a hard word to use. It could have been worse. Okay, so I'm I'm kind of thinking of two scenarios right now. Like if let's suppose that Jimmy does need time off. Yeah. Scenario one is they do it just yeah. like they ran last week. Scenario two is Jimmy comes in and as Jay's turning his back, he super kicks Jimmy to hell, basically, and puts him in the hospital for however. I don't know. It just normally that's the route that they go. If you want to write somebody out, you get them beat up. And then they take time off. It was a very different way of kind of ending the story. It kind of left. We talked about that, wanting answers to questions. To me, it left even more questions, which I don't know is necessarily a bad thing. But but I like that. I like that because if Jay's going to disappear for a while, he he returns number thirty to Rumble, wins the Rumble. Hmm. Oh yeah. Maybe he concludes the story of WrestleMania. Maybe. Okay. I wanted to talk about it at some point in the show and it, it didn't come up and I didn't see it might turn out that somebody did do it in fan cop moments and if we did I apologize but hey we can gloss over it a little quicker shall we do those fan cop moments let's do it good good right Graham let's go through and thank you by the way for everybody who has um who, who's um responded to the message on x slash twitter uh, we appreciate all of you for um, taking the time to uh, finish your good cop and bad cop moments and our cop moments of the week. Um, Graham, who do you want to kick off with? I'm going to start off with uh, Queen of the Indies, Tiffany. Uh, good cop moment, Alec Price winning the IWTV Championship. I-, I did not see that story at all. I don't have IWTV anymore, but I normally kind of find out that kind of stuff on Twitter. So I was kind of surprised by that. Because we were even talking about, with Ryan, the fact that we thought we didn't even realize Matt Tremont's reign was, was still going. We thought it was kind of over. So I'm assuming that Alec Price beat... Um, I haven't seen American Rana. I'm guessing that's probably where it happened. Um, but that's the show that... if I talked about subscribing for like a month at a time. That might be the one that I subscribe back to, to so I can go watch American Rana. There was a lot of good matches on that card, for sure. I'm gonna no go bad that moment, just good. As always with Tiffany, to yeah. fair, she's, she's pretty good on that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to a man who does do bad cop moments. UTT Rob. Um, good cop moment. Sammy Zane is teasing another Johnny Knoxville feud. Oh, if it's not the first one, that'd be great. It's good, but it seems like a step backwards. Uh, so I, it's, I understand. I like the first one, but to me, that seems a real strange storyline arc. But... but at the same time, Sammy Zane is now main event. Sammy Zane is yeah. main event level now. So that would elevate the Johnny Knoxville stuff to main event, and I'm all for that. Okay. I'm all for that. Why not? As we right. saw with him doing the, the match for WrestleMania last year and the match this year with the Usos, both were amazing matches, very different matches, but Sami Zayn can do it all. He's very talented, but to go from comic to legit to comic and then back to legit again, that's a lot of switching around. Hey, if you could do it, Sammy Zane can. Okay. Um, WTF cop moment. Jungle Boy wanted to use real glass to the spot. Didn't he drive David Arquette to the hospital after the glass spot went wrong? 
the reason why you don't use glass in matches, guys, is because we're not Japan and we're not stupid. Mm. A bad cop moment, wrestling heritage is losing its web host and reducing content. No, we talked a lot about people losing content uh, previous week as well. So, yeah, always bad when that happens. Um, I got a high five, Tom. Great cop moment. Uh, G1 delivered in all aspects. The last two nights of the undercard was just as good as the tournament matches and so many storylines furthered. And the last three tournament matches, all-timers, especially the main event of day 17. Oh, bloody hell, that's a long event, 17 days. Whew. Yeah, well, that's the G1 for you, Graham. Yep. Um, my uh, my brother from another mother, Avon Navoli, uh, Dan Griffin, um, 21. Uh, best cop moment, it's Multiverse United 2 this weekend. As ever, a stacked card, topped off a guaranteed banger between Alex Shelley and Tanahashi. Worst cop moment, it's on a Sunday night, so can't watch it on Monday evening. Ah. The way it goes. Uh, Midwest Wrestling Roundup pod. Uh, super proud cop moment. My boys and close personal friends at Country Air Brand outlasted and dominated 20 other teams to become the inaugural Doom Cup champions. Hashtag book county fair. County air. Oh, air. Well, country air. Jeez, I, <laughs> I was already scrolling down to the next one without reading properly. My apologies. Oh, good. Well, I'm going to go to Big uh, One Reverie. Um... Thank you, by the way. I think uh, a lot. Thank you very much, Tom, for sending the sticker through. I've slapped one of them on the drinks bottle. Um, moment. So every time I use it on the volley, your logo is being shown. It's all good. Nice. Uh, thankful cop moment. This week we didn't start talking Ring of Honor TV to about 55 minutes in. <laughs> TV was subpar. Spoiler. Um, because our awesome high fivers, Rob, uh, Irish Misfit, Carnival of Chaos, and Efrit. Feds um, came correct with their questions of Sona. Uh, it was a, it was a good listen. It was a good listen. I'm going to let you do Cherry Jerry because I think it's more appropriate for you to do it. So I'm going to go to Chat Grapple and Cheat Pops. Uh, hashtag Best Cop. Not much good going on. Um, yeah, that's that's not good at all. And worst cop, that AEW all-in build. Yeah, I think that got mentioned in their show as well. Definitely go give them guys a follow if you don't already. Click their bells. Absolutely. The all-out is it builds even worse. Um, I'm going to heal Cherry Jerry. Um, best cop moment, Billy is back for Power of Cosmic Fury. I would explain why, why that is an amazing cop moment at the moment. Worst cop moment, I competed in my first cosplay competition as the Pink Power Ranger and lost. You gave it a go, mate. That's the main thing. Absolutely. You gave it a good go. Um, and it was obviously um, tags where he went to do it. The reason why it's such a big deal that, this, that the character of Billy is back, Graham, is because when he left um, back in 1996 from the show, he walked off the set because he'd been called fag too many times. Oh, wow. Okay. That he came back to the show is brilliant and amazing, and the fans have rightly gone mad about it because he's he's amazing. He's amazing. Made it happen. David Jost. He's worth checking out. He's got a great interview about how he how he dealt with it. How he dealt with coming out and becoming who he is. Sexuality. He such an amazing human being. And the absolute um, 
role model for all young gay men out there. Thank you, David Ricks. I knew it would be more appropriate for you to read that moment than it would have been for me to do it. Uh, Justin, just in time, two on one, best cop. Honestly, nothing really that exciting happened. Wow, a common theme there. And worst cop, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre deathmatch. Corny, awful, lame, and a complete circus. I'm going to People's Champ um, at JCB. Um, good cop moment. I have much so love for G1 tournament. I'm glad it's over. My real life was, stuffing, was starting to suffer. Um, bad cop moment giving Jarrett a title belt after his win last night. Literally a WWE segment on AWTV. I, I think that's the last one as far as I could tell. We've got lots more. Um, at Scottish Struggle Oh, um, how did I miss those? Because they're a bit of a part of a people, Graham. You've got uh, one of my Justin as well. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, so- Okay, so um, I don't know where you're looking, so it's all you. Ask Scott Struggle, good cop moment. Never thought I'd see Leatherface on a wrestling show. That was really good. Whoever was portraying, 10 out of 10 job. Uh, bad cop moments. The dirt sheets going absolutely wild on backstage. AW gossip rather than put over current storylines like they're paid to do. Yeah, by all accounts, um, the first night Punk was back. Um, Tony Khan was in Gorilla, standing up, chanting CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Now he could do what he wants with his company, obviously. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of people backstage who were not very pleased about that. Um, I I do believe that is everybody now, Granbo. I just looked and looked. I cannot see Danny's at all, so I apologise. I don't know why. He, 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 he I'm just wondering if I accidentally blocked him or something or muted uh, it. I cannot see him. He, he replied to um, JCB's coin. Ah, and I didn't look at that because I was letting you finish up on that. And um, Once again, thank you everyone for, for responding, and we'll put the uh, plea out again about a week's time, I guess. Indeed. Oh, I guess uh, this is the finishing because I'm not editing properly this week, so. Yeah. Um, take care, guys. We're out of here. We'll be back next week. I think. I think I'm available. I don't know. Am I? Oh, no. The week after, there might be a problem. I don't know. Yeah. I'll still be here next week. Boom. I think. I don't know. So my outro today will be a little different. Usually, I have an update. But today, I wanted to do a little bit of a ranking. And interestingly enough, this came up during my Devil's Advocate. Oh, sorry. A ranking. I'm sorry. A ranking. Uh, this came up during my devil's advocate. We are going to rank the top three worst commentators in professional wrestling history. Ladies and gentlemen, at number three, in fact, Jerry the King Lawler. Absolutely atrocious. Go back and watch it. It's not good. Number two, the Irish last kicker himself, Kevin Patrick. And are we ready for number one? Number one comes from an alternate reality, the multiverse, if you will, where Jay White is a commentator and he is the worst one ever because he is a bag of dicks. Thank you and good night. I was so hoping I was going to say Matt Lewis was number one. I was thinking about it. I was (laughs) really thinking about it, but I needed it to still be a Jay White joke. It works. All right, gentlemen, I got to go. I will talk to you boys probably tomorrow because let's be honest. Yeah, editing is going to be brutal this week. Oh, yeah. I'm not even apologizing because most of this crap probably I'm going to forget. There's no gaps in there anyway. This is just going to be a total hodgepodge. And we, don't care. Uh, we didn't even leave an intro. We just did the intro and went straight into Good Cop Moments as well, Matt. So this is going to be whatever. Oh, it's a shit show. Absolute shit show before you got here.
All right, that's the title. This that's the title of this episode as well. Shit show. There we go. We got it. All right, all right, um, gentlemen. Man. I love you. Bye. Bye, buddy. Thank you. Music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.